Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the Thunderdome. On this, Aaron Rodgers will be on Friday, Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. This program starts right now. Football! Happened last night. Two different games took place on Monday Night Football. One on ESPN at 715, which saw the Carolina Panthers in the New Orleans Saints. Dosey Doe in a battle of doozing and sleeping and snoozing. Defensive battle, but congrats to the Saints getting a big time win on the road. And then the second game was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. As Yinzers were out and they were loud. The stadium, which is now Acrisure, formerly known as Hines, was bumping from literally play one with a pick six in Deshaun's face. Now... Pittsburgh Steelers would go on to get a big-time win. T.J. Watt would continue to cement right. himself as the best defensive player in all of football. Wait, Micah Parsons? Wait, T.J. Watt? What? Wait, Chris Jones? What? Wait, Nick Bosa? Right. There is a lot in that conversation, but T.J. Watt is going to cement his name, I believe, as the man with the most sacks in one single season. He's on pace to get 34 of those things. I'll get it done. Obviously, he had a scoop and score touchdown and won them the game. Uh, Highsmith coming off the other side is incredibly fast, and that's a great little tag team off the edges for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense which is always going to be good. But this dude is phenomenal. Now, when he breaks it, uh, obviously we'll owe him $500,000 of charity. That was something that just came flowing out of my mouth while we were talking to him because I thought to myself, the record's been around for how long? How many seasons? Four? Five? 105 seasons? Yep. Somebody hasn't been able to do it. Now it's 17 games as opposed to 16 games, so there's going to be an asterisk next to every record that breaks in the modern era with the 17 games. But still, this record's been around a long time. A lot of greats have played football that have been trying to tackle quarterbacks. If this dude's able to do something and break his own record pretty much, we might as well let him have it. This son of a bitch is going to do it. He might. He is going to do it. And if you look at the tracker here on the Turner's Premium Ice <laughs> Tea, which is obviously Pittsburgh's finest nectar, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he is, is four down on his way, and he is on pace for 34. Record is 22 and a half. And a half, yeah. And obviously we all remember how one of those records happened where Brett Favre just laid down. Hey, Brett, that's facts. It is. That's what people say. That's not punditry. No. That's no. not opinions. We did not break that news. <laughs> got a guy you know at morning. Got a guy at morning TV job. Yeah, that is yeah. Job. shook his hand after it happened. Yeah, said, "Hey, good job." Anyways, TJ, if he goes and gets it, he deserves, he deserves it. But this Pittsburgh Steelers team gets a massive win over a Browns team that was very dominant week one, oh. and now the entire conversation revolves around Nick Chubb. That is so sad. The boys are all here. The talks table at Boss Connor and at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer. Cowboys. Massive Pittsburgh Steelers fan Tone Diggs is here. And nine-year NFL vet Darius J. Butler is here. All the boys in the back, obviously. This Nick Chubb injury Mm. obviously is one that they didn't even show the replay of, which I appreciate them doing. Yes. Now, granted, the internet couldn't. Put yeah, it into our, it's all over. Couldn't pull it into our timelines fast enough. So I saw that guy's knee bend sideways the wrong way about a thousand times on the internet last night. I do thank ESPN for not shoving it down our face, ABC for shoving it down our face. That looked bad. It looked terrible. Anytime a Cleveland Browns player is uh, replay is shown of him on the Jumbotron and through the TV, you hear them all go, Oh! In Pittsburgh, which is a football town mm-hmm. and a town that does not like the Cleveland Browns, yep. you knew it was bad. And then whenever he gets carted off, they're chanting his name and cheering yeah, for him yeah, like that's one of those injuries yeah. that is like gonna scar some people after they see it and they watch it and Nick Chubb had the same thing happen years ago now we're staring down a Browns team that revolved around him he was their best player and he's got a lot man if we're out Nick Chubb of football Sucks. Mm-hmm. that is they're saying season but like mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. I don't know. I watched that video, dude. This sucks for Nick Chubb and obviously the Browns as a whole. Even though Pittsburgh gets a win, I think they're feeling the same way. Yeah, it it was tough to see. You know, Ford broke some some big plays. But like you said, that team, that offense is built around Nick Chubb. One of the last running backs, you know, to get a a, a new deal, too, Mm -hmm. um, in recent kind of NFL history. But, um... Now you got to depend on, you know, the $230 million quarterback, Deshaun Watson back there. Coop made some plays. He played hurt. We know that. Um, The other guys obviously going to have to step up. That is a huge, huge loss for the Cleveland Browns, obviously. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, uh, I don't want to say like the classiest bunch normally, right? Whenever the time calls for it, we're humans. Mm -hmm. Answer the bell. But appreciate being a tough place to play, like hostile place to play. Welcome to our city go home with an L. Mm-hmm. That moment there, I think, with Chubb was incredible. And then on the flip side, at the very end of the game, when all the Pittsburgh Steelers fans that were, you know, showing class for Nick Chubb on his way out with his injury and chanting his name and saying, hey, pal, we want your last thoughts of this night to be that there are 70,000-plus Yenzers that want mm-hmm. you to feel better and thinks that what happened to you is not good. Okay, we are on your side. But at the very end of the game, after getting a win over the Cleveland Browns, the Pittsburgh Steelers fans sounded like this in Acrisure Stadium. So incredible that they're all on the same page because that's a lot of fire Your Canada. Canada. <laughs> Five syllables. Yeah. That's incredible they're all on the same page. It does feel like the whole city feels like that. Yeah. Do you still feel after a big time win? George Pickens was ah, eating out there. Pickett was finding him. Naj, obviously, interesting time of his career. But Warren's getting loose. He's mm-hmm. scooting, yep. scooting. Yeah. The offense brings a big time win home the- to the Pittsburgh Steelers fans. And all they're thinking about is this offense coordinator can't get out of here fast enough. And if Tomlin thinks so we're loud right now on the internet. Wait until he actually hears us. Yep. It probably took, what, three Yenzers to go, Fire Canada! And then, the, yeah. yeah, who's saying it? Yeah. yeah, now is our time. Tomlin's here. <laughs> yeah. Even though he has those headset on, he can get it. It's fascinating what's going on with this guy. I have not seen this. Pittsburgh fans expect a lot. Uh-huh. Pittsburgh fans love the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Pittsburgh's happiness is much higher whenever the Pittsburgh Steelers are good. City is invested in team. But this is the loudest I've ever heard it around one particular person, especially this early in a season. This guy is the most hated man in Pittsburgh by far. Do you think last night did him any favors on the field, or do you think the fans weren't paying attention? No, it, it reached a, a fever pitch last night, not only on the field but on the internet because it was a national game. I got a lot of tweets and a lot of people telling me, like, oh, I thought you guys were overreacting, but I don't I don't think I don't think you guys are, because that's how bad the offense kinda kinda looked last night if, besides Pickens. Um it's like I don't I don't know if I would put it all on him because Kenny Kenny hasn't looked great either. Kenny's made some mistakes. Um and obviously if your if your quarterback's not looking good, then the OC's not looking good, but is he not looking good because of the OC? Um there's, I mean, I just don't know how the, the defense won that game last night. They scored 14, I believe. The offense scored 12. And Boz, baby. Yeah, and Boz is awesome. Killing a couple it. 50 yarders from from Boz, but yeah, it reached a fever pitch last night, and I don't know how they move forward from there. They can't do it again. They like another game where they didn't even get 300 yards of offense last Oof. night. Like, mm. There was, 
Like, you have two good plays for, in a row. Uh, Daniel Jones got 316 yards of offense in the second half yes. against Buckers yeah. this past week. So, like, the team was like 350. Yeah. So, so, whenever you're talking about like a 300-yard marker, pretty standard operating procedure yeah. for NFL teams, especially with how defenses are playing teams nowadays, yeah. basically giving people yards and then tightening up in the red zone whenever it really matters. Doesn't seem to happen against Pittsburgh Steelers. There's, they feel like it's red zone full-time. Yeah. Like, there will be two good plays in a row, and then you'll have a Matt Canada – Hey, let's run a, a jet sweep reverse that gets shoved up your ass for for minus eleven, and then you're behind the sticks. Or like, hey, Naj is not the fastest of running backs. So we see that now. So why are we giving it out of shotgun just east and west every time he he gets a run? There's just some things that. Or hey, let's run Kenny straight up the middle on a a, a third and one that we need to win the game. When that hasn't, that's not even the thing that they ever do. Maybe that's what he was thinking. I don't know. I don't know. I'm a bug not a, just landed on a cowboy hat. It kind of distracted me as you're talking towards the end there. We got to maybe get this place debugged. Yeah, a lot of bugs. But speaking of bugs, did you see how bugged Mike Tomlin was with oh. the question that oh. came to him last night? Because how Tone feels is how this particular media member feels. Asking about Kenny Pickett, Matt Canada, immediately after a win against the Cleveland Browns on Monday Night Football. Coach, again, like I asked you last week, in terms of the slow start of Kenny Pickett, it seems like it's starting to be recurrent. They talk about Matt Canna, but I don't think it's all on uh, you know, Coach Canna. I think that the slow start of, uh, of Kenny has to take its, uh, its own responsibility. Question. What's the question? <laughs> Are you going to do anything to spur them or either one of them to kind of maybe up the ante a little bit? Certainly. <laughs> you know, we got planning to do next week. It doesn't make sense for me to divulge it in this setting. Uh, we got a game coming up in six days. We'll let that do our talking. He's the best. Yeah. The best. Bill like, Belichick, awesome, must yes. listen. Uh-huh. Mike Tomlin at a microphone, must listen. Yeah, different. Now, I do not believe he is in a good situation with Matt Canada at all, though. No. And Mike Tomlin has been a very loyal coach for a very long time. The Steelers organization has been a very loyal organization on who they hire, at what positions, who gets promoted. It's like a damn Chick-fil-A over there. You know, Chick-fil-A, you have to work at Chick-fil-A for two years before you can own a Chick-fil-A. That's right. So you got to, like, work there, oh, learn the ways, do the whole thing. Oh, yep. Then you can potentially own this cash cow that you're going to be able to keep running forever. It's like in Pittsburgh, you have to, like, be there. Now, Tomlin yep. got hired from outside. In. I understand that completely for their new head coaching job, and I think that's potentially because Bill Carr actually told them, you need to just go find something new. Yeah. He actually told us that on this show. Yeah. He said, Bill Cower, they asked me which one of my guys do they think should be the head coach, and Bill Cower said, listen, I love all these guys and everything, but when you hired me, you brought me in from the outside. You might want to do that as well. They bring in Tomlin. They always hire from within. In old Canada, very rarely does a coach get fired in the middle of the season in Pittsburgh, if ever. I yep. haven't looked into it enough. It's like a very very patient, very old school style run. Mm -hmm. But with this one, buddy, what yeah. are we doing? We're wasting a lot of good years here because if you see Pickett and Pickens, it's like they're a real weapon. They're a real team. Without Deontay Johnson last night, yep. still get a win. Mm -hmm. I very much understand that. Okay. But you see other offenses do their stuff, and it's like the Steelers aren't really taking advantage of any of the things that modern football has for you in the NFL. Yeah, and it doesn't happen if, if ever do they fire anyone in the middle of the season. But I will – I think the nine. Everyone thinks I think the Niners and the Browns de defenses and especially D lines are really good. Let's see the next two weeks again. Look at you. Be patient. Yeah, there there we go. Yeah, Raiders, Raiders and Texans. They have the Raiders and Texans the next two weeks. If it doesn't look better against them, then let's you know. Huh. Yeah, and that's what kind of stinks is what we were talking about a little bit before. Is like 
Kenny, sure, there are people that are going to say he sucks, and if they want to say that, fine. But That's because he wears two gloves. Yeah, exactly, and they've part been saying it. that since What's day one. What's your problem? That's part of it. They've been saying that since day one, but they're not going to know with Canada. Like, if Canada is this bad, they have another year of waiting through Canada and then another year of trying to figure out is Kenny our guy. Yeah, Darius is just so disrespectful. Bro, I mean, that, that, that we've, been, we've all watched the game. We've played the game for a long time. Coming into the league with two gloves is one thing if you – you got a Hall of Fame career, and late in your career, you may have some issues. Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. Big Ben, uh, Kurt oh, Warner, you know, yeah. went to the gloves late. They I saw were already, you, wear, you wore dope. two gloves. Who's that? I wore you. one. I yeah, wore one. Yeah, out on the edge like, playing corner. It's like a corner coming in wearing number 35. Like, you got to make some plays. Or kick and then it's like, all right, he's a dog. But, um, I mean, pick – and to be fair to – the reporter who asked Tomlin that question, like, hey, can't put it all on the coach. I said it last week. You know, good players make good coaches. And I don't think Canada called a terrible game. I don't call. I don't think he called a great game. But it was some throws that were missed, which there will be every week, every quarterback. So the players got to, you know, step up and make some plays too. That's, that's Kenny. Starts with the quarterback. Yeah, and like the missed throws, I, I absolutely understand that too. And there were some plays where Pickens is wide open and he just doesn't see him and he doesn't read it. But – they're going to have to give Pickett another year no matter what happens this season just because of the fact that Matt Canada is kind of the scapegoat, whether it's his fault or not, and it might be his fault completely. He is going to be the it scapegoat. Is. Well, I like that. That's how Nick feels. Yeah. That's how Tone feels. No matter what happens here, you can blame Canada instead of Kenny. We're big-time Kenny Pickett program. So yeah, that's right. We're happy. Love he's, you, Kenny. He's going to get loved in this whole thing. He's got to play better, too. Well, Okay, it's very, it's Pickens, very kind of you. Pickens and Warren were, were, are obviously two bright spots, though, so they're making plays. And that's another thing. Like As you're watching it all happen, I'm wondering if Tomlin's seeing Warren, every time he gets the ball, something good happens. Mm-hmm. And then when Naj gets the ball, it's always like, Whoa. and he had a couple big-time plays. Uh-huh. Naj had a couple big-time yeah, plays. He, he cut it back. Runs. He yeah. did the whole back thing. Back. But the Warren guy is exciting, electrifying, has been. Need that in modern NFL. If you have a little speed, a little juice, that opens things up for everybody else, especially whenever you're out Deontay Johnson. I think... You know, I think personally that Dan Orlovsky is coming on the program in six minutes. He watched the film. Okay, yeah, he, he was does. calling yep. the other game. He watched the film during the other game on the plane. Oh, on the plane man. afterwards, okay. and he put out a tweet this morning. He said, "This ain't Matt Canada's worst game." Everybody needs to relax. He called a good game. The amount of quote tweets to responses and retweets, obviously big. So Pittsburgh Steelers fans are currently attacking, I believe, Dan Orlovsky pretty loudly. Excited to hear what his thoughts are on Matt Canada's calling of the game last night and of Kenny Pickett because... He watched the tape at 2 a.m. last yep. night. He no. dove in there, and he knows what he's doing. Remember, he was going to get an offense coordinator job he with was. the Carolina Panthers. That's right. Let's talk about that game. So the Carolina Ooh. Panthers and the Saints game, boy, I that was Broncos-Colts all over <laughs> Yeah, bad was. football. That, that, was, that was some tough football. Now, Dan Orlovsky, Lewis Riddick, and Chris Fowler, and Laura Rullish did a great job. Yep. yep, loved it. Way to go. I watched an hour of them, heard an hour of them. I thought it was great. I mm-hmm. thought they were really solid. Chris Fowler can obviously call anything. And Dano and Lewis jumping in there with the banter. It was a great first hour. It loved was. It. But, boy, they didn't really have much to talk about. Those defenses were fantastic. And I completely forgot that Brian Burns was on that team. Yeah. You know, and then, it's like, first play of the game, he's getting a sack. He's on top of the pile. I'm like, oh, my God, when I was picking this game earlier, I completely forgot that this Carolina Panthers team mm-hmm. in defense won a bunch of games last year yeah. mm-hmm. whenever they were allegedly – not trying to win games at all. Now, mm-hmm. they do end up trading the farm to get up to number one. So us assuming that maybe last year they were trying to get to number one, I think is an okay assumption For that sure. they were tanking. Mm-hmm. But that defense wouldn't let it happen with how good they yeah. were. I forgot about that. Derek Carr felt them. I think the Carolina Panthers' future could be bright. Frank Reich's, you know, record over his last, 
you know, like 10 games as a head coach or so, mm -hmm. probably not ones Probably that everybody not. should be looking at. Terrible. But Bryce Young did some things that were great. Yeah. You saw some stuff out of what they were trying to do that says, like, okay, they'll have success. But the New Orleans Saints team, I think, last night underperformed, in my eyes, yeah. in what I thought they were going to be. They end up with a win in the division, so they're happy moving along. What did you see from the Saints last night that makes you either believe in them or make us think, are the Falcons the new? Oh. Are the Falcons the big dogs hey, Fox, in the NFC Fox South? The 2 0 2 2 0. And the Saints went to 2 0. You know, Still believe in Derek Carr. I still think Derek Carr this year will be the best quarterback in that division. Now he made some very questionable throws and decisions last night, um, but he's got he's got some great great weapons around him. Mike Mike Thomas is kind of getting back in the form, mm -hmm. doing what he does. Chris Olave is is oh, amazing. Ridiculous. He made another incredible catch last night. Uh, Rashid Shahid is a dog, mm -hmm. and they got weapons out there, and we know. For years now on defense, um, they've, they've been some dogs on that side of the ball. So I think they'll be in good shape as this season continues to unfold now. I got more question marks about Tampa, about Atlanta, uh, with their quarterback situations. But they're playing well, too, right now. But uh, I like I like the Saints. I like what I saw there. And uh, for the Panthers, I think it's going to be – they need some – no, I feel like no juice. No on, on offense. So obviously, Thielen is going to be who he is. He's going to be consistent, make plays. Hey, he looks good. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he played really well. Good. He does sure. He's the brightest sure. spot, really. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, just got to have some juice on the outside um, offensively when it comes, you know, for Bryce Young to throw that ball down the field at some point. Yeah, and if we're to visit the Saints with what Derek Carr was able to do, because watching him play and listening to Lewis and Dan and Fowler talk about how Derek Carr talked about his time at the Raiders, and he said, I was hoping to win a Super Bowl with the Raiders, obviously. They never had a good defense out there. Like, that was the first stat that came out. Yep. Now with the Saints defense that they have, Derek Carr feels like, hey, we got some weapons and all those guys. As you mentioned, Sheed Shahid mm -hmm. out of Weber State. Yep. He's a weapon. Yeah. He's an absolute weapon. He's an early star in this NFL season. But let's not forget. Taysom Hill's still out there. Oh, yeah. He was balling. Taysom oh, yeah. Hill's still out there. Lamar's not even out there yet either. Alvin yeah. is back after a three-game yeah. suspension, I do believe. He'll be back week mm -hmm. four. It's like, why not the Saints going on a run? Now, there's going to be games throughout any season. I mean, the Chiefs lost to the Indianapolis Colts last year. So, <laughs> yeah. there's games where you're not going to play your absolute best and you're not going to run up the scoreboard. And who knows what this Carolina Panthers become, especially with how good that defense is. Mm -hmm. But the Saints get a big win on a Monday night, I think, is a good story. And I think the NFC South being as successful as it has been this early in the season, has been quite different and contrary to the conversation going into the season about the NFC South. Yeah, three 2-0 and o teams. I don't think anybody saw that one coming. But to D-Butt's point, it feels like the Saints are the easiest like to fall back on because they have the experience. And like if they are the division winners, playing in New Orleans for a playoff game would be terrible for whoever might fall from the NFC East, you could probably say, whether it be the Eagles or the Cowboys. Having to go to New Orleans and play in New Orleans, if they are that four seed, that's a brutal game for a wild card team. Dude, I love that Baker Mayfield and the Bucks were like, we stink. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love that the Carolina Panthers – Defense is like nobody has mentioned us one time. Did we talk? I no. don't think so. No. Literally, when I saw Burns wrap around the edge and I saw him on top of the pile, I was like, oh, how did I? <laughs> yeah. How have I forgotten about this guy's existence? And then the rest of them, so good on that defensive side of the ball. And then you think about the Saints. Derek Carr's talking about winning a championship because yeah. of how good the defense is. And then Artie Smith with his mustache. B. John Robinson is like, oh. Him and Christian McCaffrey are the only two with like 250 yards or something. Mm -hmm. All purpose. All purpose yards in the last two games. It's like they, the NFC, hey, congrats to the NFC South. Yeah, unreal. Joining us now is a man who called the battle of the NFC South last night between the Saints and the Carolina Panthers. And although there was a next to zero electricity in that game, he brought it on the microphone. Mm -hmm. Always does. One of the times he called one of these games, he farted in the microphone. So he was gross. actually speaking. He yeah. sneezed, went down the sneeze. 
moved his mic out of the way yep. so that he didn't sneeze into the mic. And guess what? Fart came out. Mm -hmm. And it was yep. right there. So gross. And then he finished his take. Yep. Professional, Bro, obviously. Yeah. But hey, we all just heard your butt speak yep. on national TV. Last night, there was no farting. No. no. Thank there God. was no flubbing. There was just electricity from this man with an incredibly small head. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Orlowski. Yeah. What's up, Dan? <laughs> No farts last night, man. What a win. I'm pretty pumped that you have finally acknowledged, though, that that is what happened. Because we called that immediately. Yep. It was the day after he farted on national TV. <laughs> and he was saying that he just, that's what he did yeah. while he was talking. That's what you said. Remember you said that with a straight face on this show. That's how, well, that's literally what actually happened. No, it's not. Well, Come on. Okay, we're don't years into now. this thing now. Uh, you're like Emmy nominated. Uh, I already owned it. Just you go. can kind of yeah. just, yeah, you... Because you're a professional, you want to move that mic out of the way so you don't yep. sneeze into the mic. Smart. And then, and then sneeze so hard you fart. That's what <laughs> happened. Every time you do it, Snort. every time you do it, I laugh. Well, that's true. Child, yeah, because we got yeah. you. We got you. Anyways, yeah. happy to see you back on Monday Night Football. You deserve it, pal. Good boy, Dan. Listen, Thanks, man. Thank you. We enjoy the way your brain operates. Now, last night, we would have wished to see your brain operate a little bit more whenever breaking down big plays or big-time offenses. But last night was the story of the defense. I think we yeah. all forgot about that Carolina Panthers defense and how great they were last year until last night. I'm speaking for me. I apologize. Did you expect them to be as disruptive as they were for the New Orleans Saints offense? And what were your thoughts on the Saints offense? Yeah, for Carolina's defense, I thought – that if they could get into those passing situations that they ended up getting into, that they could have some success. I think Azure Evero, their defensive coordinator, is really smart with the way he uses kind of attacks, protections, and tax offensive linemen. Uh, Burns is a very good player playing for a contract. I would hope that Carolina pays him because he is tremendous. I, I think someone's going to. I think Derek Brown is trending into having to get paid as well so they, there's a lot of motivation you just uh, we didn't know exactly how well they were going to play last night because jc horn their corner is such a good player and he's out for a hamstring with a or with the hamstring for a while so um i'll be honest with you i expected more to new orleans offense um i think that all the weapons that they have on the outside and that offensive line should be performing better and i know it's only two weeks but they've probably played their c game I think, you know, like my, my point was this, when they're rolling, you know, I know it's Drew Brees and Sean Payton, but when they're rolling, it's, they put, they put the quarterback under center. They're really good with their play action game to create chunks. I don't see that right now. And this isn't just for New Orleans. Like this is just point blank for most offenses in the NFL. If you think you're just going to put your quarterback in shotgun, and dink and dunk your way down the field, really? it ain't going to happen in 2023. Like, oh, it's just not okay. going to. All right. So uh, that's on the Carolina Panthers Saints game. Congrats to the Saints. Congrats to Dan. Call Monday Night Football. Yeah. Allergies are crazy. The weather's changing. We're happy you're joining us after a long night. I assume you got a full day today. It is football season. It's Orlovsky season. Mm -hmm. So let's move. As you're talking about, if you put your quarterback in shotgun and just dink and dunk and have a boring offense and not really utilize the modern stuff that's available to offenses, you know, you're, you're just not doing your. 
You said, and I quote with a tweet this morning, I do believe we have, Dan Orlovsky tweeted that Matt Canada had a pretty good game last night. Yeah. You know, I don't think Matt Canada has been a great offense coordinator. I've vocalized that, you said, pretty much. But last night was yeah. not on him. Do you think he had a good game? Now, that got quote tweeted a lot more than it got reposted. I don't know if you saw that. So that normally means... People have some ideas mm -hmm. that disagree with yours. All of Pittsburgh was chanting, Fire Canada! Fire Canada! In the stadium last night, 70,000 deep chanting that whole thing. So when you put this tweet out, I think you're trying to directly go against them or inform them that they're not accurate with their takes. Why did you think Matt Canada called a very strong game last night when the defense had two of the touchdowns, Boswell hit two 50-yarders, and the offense counted yeah. for next to nothing except for a couple massive plays from Pickett to Pickens? Yeah, so, I, I mean, I'll start with this. One, Cleveland's defense really good. That defensive front is going to outmatch Pittsburgh's front. So that's the start. To your point, I don't think that Matt Canada has done um, like a, the necessary job for to be a really good coordinator in the NFL. So go back to last night. This is why when I watched that game, I watched it this morning and then onto the flight. Um, I think number one, and I don't know exactly what he's getting taught, but Kenny Pickett is not looking at the picture pre-snap and going, I really like this the way I would expect a quarterback to. Like, I'll go back to it. They ran okay. early in the game, Pat. Take it's us first there, Dan. Quarter. Take us there, Dan. Take us there. It's first quarter. There's 8-16 on the clock, okay? He's got – and D-Butt knows this. Okay, so yep. uh, the ball's on the right hash. He's got Allen Robinson as the solo receiver to his right versus Denzel Ward. George Pickens is up. All the way extended out to the field, and I think it's I think it's Newsome, or I don't know exactly the corner, but it's man to man. It's third and three. There's there's nobody out to the field except the nickels covering the slot. There's no extra hole defender. Mm -hmm. As a quarterback, I got Allen Robinson versus Denzel Ward into the boundary. Denzel Ward definitely a better cover corner. And then Pickens with all that field running a slant versus a number two or number three corner. That ball should go to George Pickens at a hundred out of a hundred times. Oh, that's how I. That's how I would do it. That's how I. I yeah. And so he goes to Allen Robinson. They right the butt. Agree. Troy was no doubt. He throws it. He he throws it to Allen Robinson. Denzel Ward makes a great play. Great. There's another one where. He's got Pickens on a wrap route versus press coverage. This happened t twice last night, and it's press man coverage. There's an extra hole defender. Kenny takes the snap and goes like one, two, three, ball out timing like it's routes on air. Dude, it's press coverage. D-Butt knows this as well. you got to give that receiver just a fraction of a second to win at the line, move that hole defender, and then – give it to that open receiver. But Kenny's throwing it like it's on time. Um, so there's three or four plays of that. Wow. He's ready. He's got a lot of film. Stared down guys too much last night. And he has not been doing that. So that was surprising to me. And then I count three misses throw-wise that just like you can't in the NFL. Like you're, he's, he's first-round pick. He's – Got two um, 
Like he's, he should be too good of a player to miss those throws. So I, I don't think last night was a Matt Canada night. I'm not saying it was Kyle Shanahan, but Kenny Kenny did not play well last night. That's kind of been the story of both games. Kenny's missed some, and, yeah. and Matt Canada's offense has still been it. And I think what Tone says and Steelers fans say, they say is one because of the other, though. You know, that, that's how much they hate Matt Canada, by the way. Like yeah. they, but Kenny Pickett's playing bad or missing a throw, they're like, got to be Matt Canada's. Canada. Somehow, this has got to be Matt. That's where it's at, Dan. That's where it's at. How do you- yeah. Yeah, I don't, like, again, I don't, I'm, I'm, I think that Matt Canada is probably more of the issue. Yes. In the, in the, in the body of work, the broad scheme of things. Okay, that was I'm not five. falling. <laughs> no, I, I'm not talking about just last night. I've said all along going into this offseason, like, is Matt Canada going to get better? Still the jet sweeps. Like, everyone's going back to that late in the fourth quarter, Kenny Pickett run where they're like, it's third and four, third and five. If Kenny Pickett gives the football, it's a first down to Najee Harris. Right. He, should be, he should be reading the oh, pressure in the rap guy. Well, he ran power. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? You're talking about power play? Uh, I think it was zone. I think it was a zone read with the backside tight end leading. If Kenny gives the ball, it's first down. So, um, mm. uh, so you're selling like your hate on Kenny Pickett yeah, yeah. a little bit. Do not like you, you don't like Kenny Pickett. You because he wears two gloves. His hands are small. You got a small head. You ever think about that? What's, what's he just didn't play well. He just he, he and that's he's he's got to he's got to see the field better. He can't miss these layups that are happening in the NFL. I did not like the some of the pre-snap decision making. I don't know what he's getting taught, so maybe he's getting taught that. I wouldn't teach it that way and um well I think they would take you as offense coordinator there in Pittsburgh real quick. Yeah. Uh, Tone has a question for you, Dan. Yeah, I don't disagree with you, Dan, because even Troy was talking about it last night, and even on the Pickens long touchdown, he was looking somewhere else first before he even went back to Pickens. Um, but why do you think that is? Because the end of last season, he wasn't he wasn't doing stuff like that. And then I know it was preseason, he definitely wasn't doing stuff like that. And it seems like his accuracy has dropped so much. Is there an, Do you have an, a reason potentially why that is? No, you know, like, I don't think there's any mechanical flaws in his game right now, Tone. Like, you, you know, sometimes when the accuracy goes, is, are his feet all over the place? Is is he dealing with pocket issues that are kind of changing the way or the angle of the throw? I will say this. There were some misses last night that he's throwing the ball so hard. It's almost like watching a dude throw a 100-mile-an-hour fastball off the top of a bump. So I, I don't know if there's a little bit of a forcing the football in those moments, like just you know, like kind of gripping and throwing it so hard instead of kind of trusting what his eyes are seeing and, and letting it go. Like even one of those inbreakers that I talked about with George, he's just freaking fired. And George gets his heads around the and the ball is all over him, all over him timing wise. So um, yeah, I, I don't know kind of why some of these misses that are creeping up other than Maybe there's just this kind of uh, stress level of trying to be perfect that's forcing some misses. How do you fix that? Got to go see somebody? Maybe drink some ayahuasca? Smoke some dope? What? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, you know, trying to kind of ease your mind a little bit probably helps. Um, taking some of the pressure off helps. Trying to not be perfect. I think he feels the gravity of the situation like – you know, our, my, maybe my play caller is not great. And so, you know, I'm not getting a ton of wide open people, but I, I can't place it all on Matt Canada, guys. I can't. I just, Kenny Pickett, this is two weeks now, hasn't seen the field as well. 
and he's missed open throws. And so I think they got to figure out why those two things are happening. He also might like Matt Canada. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, like, he huh. hears everything that's being said about Matt Canada, and, like, it's weighing heavy on him that he's missing throws, too. Like, I'm not helping my guy out at all. Mm. And they're called sure. – the whole 70,000 people were chanting for this guy to Ooh. get fired, and he yeah. probably is wearing a little bit of that. I would assume he's wearing that, too, right? Yeah, of course. And it's a tight game and your defense is playing great and you start to feel the I, I just I can't make a mistake or anything because we should win this football game if I make two or three plays or two or three throws. Like I'll tell you, Matt Canada called a perfect screen pass versus pressure. Oh, if if Kenny gets the pass off, it's probably gonna be a touchdown and it gets Whoa. batted down and that's one of those moments you're like, you gotta get that throw off. So yeah, it's it, it's a tough challenge because I think Cleveland's defense is very good, uh, but this is also the Steelers, and they got really high expectations. Okay, let's talk about another quarterback that played last night. Take it back to your game. Connor, go ahead. Yeah, Dan, if that's your thought thoughts around Kenny Pickett and the Steelers in Canada, what are your thoughts around Bryce Young? Because obviously a lot of the experts on X are saying, look, Bryce Young is throwing to guys who are running 5-5-40s. Is that the case? Is that what you see out there? And do you think Bryce has not a better chance at success, but have you seen enough from him where you think like yes Bryce Young is the guy in Carolina and he'll definitely you know turn that place around at some point in time in the future yeah he's got all the skills and the traits physically and mentally you know needed to go play really well in the NFL I absolutely still believe that I think what's going on in Carolina is um it's a little bit unexpected when it comes, certainly with the offensive line. I thought the offensive line would play a little bit better than they have the first two weeks, specifically in pass pro. Now they're dealing with some injuries. They don't have really anybody that's going to bring vertical juice on the outside consistently. So you saw that with the Jesse Bates interception. D-Butt, I know, talked about this, that like he just started to kind of shrink down vertically to the to the offense to the line of scrimmage because he wasn't scared of anything over the top that certainly was the case last night with the saints uh, you know at, at as the game went going on you just started to see like there's not a lot of people open and, and i think bryce's and frank reich talked about this and bright talks talked about it like dude it's going to be really hard this year and they're very aware of that you, you know now that doesn't mean it's going to be in the moment easier but they know that they have to go through some of this scar tissue experience where they're just getting beat up and Bryce has got to experience things. Um, there's not a lot of people open. Now, part of this is the Saints defense is tremendous. Uh, I think that, you know, Adam Thielen brings a lot to this offense, but I don't think Adam right now could be the guy that is going on like third down, go win consistently versus really good man. Coverage. Is that because he's I, I white, know. Dan? Huh. Is that because he's white? How oh, white? Oh, oh. Is that why you're saying? Because he's a white. He's been white his whole life. Exactly. Yeah. That's why you're saying yeah. don't throw it to him. No, you don't is like that what him. you're saying? Because everybody's saying he's old. He's white. Mm -hmm. He can't run anymore. Is that what you're saying? answer the question yeah. that's pretty yeah, easy yeah, no you just tell us no it's attention. not because he's white it's uh, not because he's white okay no. well elaborate a little bit please Jeez, you don't think he's as fast i just <laughs> yeah he's, he's not as fast and, and and part of it too when, when adam was you know at the peak it was with steph or was with justin yeah. and so that's that's kind of like where he thrives in that role and now he's he's the number one so you know mingo their young receivers got to take a step forward and, and kind of continue his development i don't know what's going on with dj chark maybe he's not as healthy as uh you would hope because i think he does bring a vertical element um and so like it, it's it's that's another part of this conversation you know pat is 
I just don't think if you're an NFL offense that if you think you're going to catch the ball out of the gun and dink and dunk for four-yard completions right now, it's just not realistic because all these defenses have so many simulated pressures. And I'd say this about Bryce. You know, watching last night, I think Bryce is going to have like learn very quickly how freaking fast these guys are on defense. Like, oh, yeah. you're not running away from these guys in the NFL as much as you did in college he football. Did have a whoop. He, yeah, yeah. he did. He did have a yeah, whoop but like. He did have Demario Davis. Yeah, he had the most athletic slide in the history of football. Yeah. So sweet. Just get, kind of a sit down, nice and slow while I'm running. Did you get that straightened out? So there's people that can't slide. That's real deal. That's why I just learned right there. Get your head taken off doing that. RG triples. You'd rather slide a little early than a little late there. Well, he did get down after shaking somebody. This is a great play by him. Well, also, I think there was a lot of off-balance throws by him last night. Yes. Connor's first take this morning, mm-hmm. as soon as I walked in, was like, hey, everybody's talking about how smart Bryce is, but like Bryce's feet were like this or like yeah. this. Yeah. He was making Dart. darts. He has a chance, right? I think we all believe... He's been, oh yeah. yeah. It's just I think it's realistically, man, it's it's thirty six I said it last night, it's a thirty six month window. They they gotta get in the next year or two, two really good wide receivers. Like think just I've I've said this a couple times. I said this about Sunday night football. Derek Carr had Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, Juwan Johnson to throw to. And then Bryce has got Thielen, Mingo, you know, these guys that aren't as talented as those guys. So they got to get two really good wide receivers over the next two years. They got to beef up their offensive line, um, especially on the interior. And I think that's when we'll get to see him play at his absolute best. Let's talk about a 36-month window coming up. Darius has a question for you. Hey, you talk, you kind of talked about it with the relationship with uh, Canada and Pickett out there with uh, Getsy and Justin Fields, like – Oh you talked about kind of like some of the reads <laughs> and how you were coaching and, and what's going on with the offense and how these quarterbacks need to be reading it. What's kind of the fine line with that with the coordinators and the young quarterbacks kind of bringing them along and letting them, you know, kind of rip it? And like where would you kind of find that balance if you were, uh, if you were you know, dialing this shit up? Yeah, if I was coordinating a young quarterback in the NFL, specifically in their first year or two, my literal words every week would be, like, let it the fudge go. I want you to – I don't care if you throw 25 interceptions. You've got to figure out how to see things like this in the NFL, and you got to know what you can and can't do, and you got to know – you got to learn what kind of throws you can get away with. I, I don't care. Like, you, you'll never – you'll never develop if you're trying to play – like, hey, we got to try to win this game football with a young quarterback. And it's, it, it, as long as your team isn't that win-now team, that's the asterisk, right? Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. Th- like, when, when I look at Chicago right now, people are going to sit here and say, I'm, I'm trying to absolve Justin. I'm not. Justin has not played well. I'll talk specifically D-butt to Justin. When I watch Justin play. <sighs> Gross. <laughs> what the hell? Sorry, you're going through it with allergies, but I just got to smoker's cough. Yeah. Do you see my eyes? My eyes are. Well, that's what mine normally look like, too, Dan. Oh, allergies, allergies. Hell. Fallen. Justin, Justin, right now, looks like one of two things. When you watch him drop, it's he's thinking while he's dropping. He's not like um he's he's being reactive rather than proactive you could watch it with his feet he's like one what what are you doing i don't know where to look like it, it there's too many examples of that so it, this is one of two things he either can't 
see the field and can't read defenses, or he has absolutely zero trust and belief in what he's looking at. Like we've all seen the clip on the internet with the seam, you know, like he, the weird thing about that play with the tailback, when he leaks out the seam and it's that four strong debut, he goes like this, he goes to throw the ball. Mm -hmm. Like he, he pats it and goes to pull the trigger and doesn't. And that's when you sit there, you see it. I know you see it. Your body language tell me you see it. Why aren't you throwing it? There's another one when he I think it's you know a third and thirteen and he takes a sack and it's sale and they drop down it's sale. So it's a post on the outside, mm-hmm. it's like a corner from the slot sale. and it's an in route on the backside. Mm-hmm. And you know it. the safety drops down and, and D Butt knows this. The nickel plays man coverage and he's outside leverage. Quarterbacks, we get taught on sale. Two times we immediately get back to the inside. Cover two because the play's going to stink front side. Yep. Yeah, this one. The yeah. safety drops down. That that that, that nickel's playing outside leverage and riding the slot receiver vertically on his outside. But get to the backside end. Look at the top. Like right now, you get there. See how, that that backside end. Once you read the release of that slot receiver and that nickel defender is playing so hard outside leverage and that safety's dropping down, dude. That in route is now. That's that, DJ that Moore is, back there too. Yep. But it's it, no doubt, you know, and it's like, I it, it, is he getting taught that? I think he is. I'm assuming he is. So this is another one of those examples where you either can't or you're not trusting what you're seeing. And I think that's kind of going with, with, with Justin specifically. I can't speak to whether he can or cannot. I, I think there's examples that he does see the field. Hey, why don't they run him uh, more? Why don't they run him more? That feels like such an God obvious bless. answer. Why don't they run him more? Like, I thought last year, the reason why around draft time, when the Bears had the number one overall pick, the reason why we were steadfast in the community of Justin Fields could be your guy is because the only highlights we remembered from the entire abysmal Chicago Bears season was Justin <laughs> Fields running for 60 yards, outrunning DBs and elite running, like yeah. incredible mm-hmm. run. And in this year, it feels like they don't have them. Like, let's add that to the offense. You know, I, I understand you want to protect somebody. And obviously, Anthony Richardson's two games, he's been out two times, but he's going to have to sure. run. That's a part of what he is as our quarterback. Like, he is a running quarterback. Like, how come they won't just say the best football we're going to get from this guy, which gives him the most opportunity to su- uh, succeed and get rich playing this game, mm-hmm. would be if he ran and through the ball. Why are they probably why are they hesitant you think to run him just cuz they don't want him to get hurt? But they might never be great, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit of the the fear of if he gets hurt. Um I I don't know if like is it been kind of communicated to them that don't run them, you know, from, from the player or his I that's a total assi- I'm making that up. Like I I try Ooh. to think of ways why or reasons why you would not run them. Um, I, I don't think there's anything that's justifiable. You could be smart with how you run them and, and, and you got, and he's got to kind of handle that himself to get down. But um, it, it's a mess. The play calling. So Getsy, yeah, he's the OC now. And Zito just, Zito literally, while you were talking there was like, can you please ask him why they called back-to-back screens at the end of the game, put Just Fields in that terrible situation? I assume the back-to-back screens. Dude, I don't know if I've the- ever seen that. Okay. I don't know if I've ever <laughs> seen that. Did you see the Levante David comments? Yeah. Yes. I, 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 I'm shocked that I've seen like screens called back to back that were different forms of screams screens. Um, but to run that same screen 
in that same back insert to the same side when there's two NFL veterans over there, like I, I that makes me freaking nuts because it goes on the quarterback and the goal oh, Justin Fields sucks and he's a pick six and you look like a freaking idiot because you throw an interception on a screen pass and you sit there and go like that's that's the best call we have in that moment like that's what we think really makes a ton of sense and i just dude when you're around like i was around guys that were really good at it i was around sean and i was around uh gary kubak and when you're around guys like that and then you see contrasting kind of situations like it just makes me so angry I think, that hey Dan, those are the play calls. Dan, I think that's something that doesn't get talked about a lot. Everybody just assumes if they're in a position to call plays, like, oh, they must have, they must be great at this. It's like in every field, there's people that are okay, there's people that are good, and there's people that are great, right? I don't think we pay much yeah. respect to the great play callers. We just kind of lump them all together, and we just assume that people get offensive coordinator jobs are going to be good play callers, when it's much more obvious, I think, nowadays than ever because we hear from players like you who We've seen that and break down what could be, and we see these other great things happening in so much such a different way. It's like there's just trash play callers out there, right? Like we just need not that we're saying that about Getz, okay? We don't know how yeah, Getz is. Because I was be. high on Getzy. What I thought Luke did some really good stuff last year. And and, and again, it's not all on Luke, but Bingo. we're not saying I, this. I we're just talking in general. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Cause I think like we're in a spot with football, like this is the back-to-back -back screens and that's the second one. I, I actually believe it might be the third one because there was a penalty on the actual first down. So, um, that's wild. you know, I, I think Pat, you know, like there's a difference in debug and speak to this a little bit from the defensive perspective. There's a difference between like guys who call plays and guys who call games. Oh. You know what I'm trying to say is like, oh, hey, that's a bar there. That's a bar there. That's good. <laughs> you know, I think like anybody could call plays. I could take my call sheet. I could call plays, right? I think these guys that are these really good offensive minds that call games, the Mike McDaniel, a Bill O'Brien, a Sean McVay, a Kyle Shanahan, is oh, yeah. like they are consistently trying to find oh, different ways to attack <laughs> what the the information that you're they're getting throughout the game they're taking that information in and figuring out ways to attack the information like attack the defenses that you're presenting to them and not just calling hey this this was a good first and 10 call you know six weeks ago so let's fire it up you know so um how do they get jobs I, I though? Need, how need, do those you, need, get you need smart players too who can adjust and, and evolve yeah. that game too because you only have so much time throughout the week to install game plans install things so some coaches are scared to kind of switch it up during the game once they gather that information oh, okay this is kind of we used to call it like okay what's going to be the flavor of the week like what are they doing out yeah. of bunches and some coordinators you know what come in, especially with young quarterbacks. Okay, third down bunches, they're running this concept. We know on third and eight, we get that again in the third quarter. We're probably going to get the same thing. But if it's a yeah. Andy Reid or McVay or Sean Payton, it could be a completely different thing based Bill off Brian. what we showed yes, earlier. So, so um, that's, yeah. that's a different I, part, I, that's a part of it. It's too. Also I think possible, this too, D, but I, I was go just going to say, Dan, it's also possible Getzey gets the benefit of the doubt because he was on the offensive staff when the Packers had Rodgers as a quarterback, so that kind of raises all tides. It's like, oh, wow, look at this guy. You know, Rodgers goes out, wins two MVPs, and then, the Jets yeah. yeah, I mean, and Hackett as well, kind of the, the same deal. You know, it's like, hey, you got those two guys' jobs, and then you get to your next spot, and it's like, oh, shit, Rodgers is my quarterback. A little different more. now. It's, it's a lot yeah. more difficult. 
I, I still think Luke Getzey's a smart football mind. I do. I, 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 I'm not ready to say. Smart guy. It's good news. Um, it out, I think like I think <laughs> good offensive minds, good offensive coaches can watch the, the tape the day after the game and relatively quickly be like, oh, I should have done that or I should have gotten to this quicker, this and that. I think smart or like really good coaches, like halftime can make some solid adjustments. I think the rare offensive minds, it takes them like 10 plays. It takes them like one drive and they know exactly the things that they should be getting to to kind of counteract or counterpunch what the defense is doing. And I don't know, you know, how many of those guys are walking around. They're rare. They're as rare as the unique kind of talented elite quarterbacks as well. So let's talk about one of them as we let you go on this glorious allergy field. Aaron Rodgers will be on Friday, actually, okay. Tuesday, September 19th, 2023. Andy Reid, obviously one of the greatest play callers of all time. He has Nagy now as his offense coordinator instead of Biennemi. We're seeing this Chiefs offense only one time having Travis Kelsey on the field out of two. But in early seasons, the Chiefs have like barely ever covered. It's always close yeah. games. And when, when the lights get the brightest, that's when they turn it on and we see their best football. What do you think about the Chiefs yeah. thus far this year? And has Nagy instead of Biennemi made any difference over there? Yeah, not not a ton of difference. I, I still think they're kind of running what the Chiefs have been for a couple of years. I think the biggest difference with the Chiefs offense right now. No nope. Chiefs page. Um, smart, yeah, smart, yeah, nope. smart play. I love what you did. Uh, I, I, heard I think the, 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 the biggest difference with the Chiefs offense right now in relation to the past couple of years is number one, there isn't that proven number two wide receiver that really. I I would sit here and say this right now. It's probably Justin Watson. If if we're just if we're just going off of tape and the guys who's made the plays on the football, um, MVS being that number one wide receiver. So they're still trying to figure out who that person is going to be. I believe. Uh, and then I'd say the second thing, and this is probably the most glaring one, is those two tackles are struggling, man. And and teams know it. And, and teams are starting to try to figure out ways to get those tackles in true one-on-one -on -one situations and try to expose them a little bit. And I think that defenses are going – because the interior of their offensive line is so great in Kansas City. And I think that's something that Patrick and, and you know Matt Nagy and, and Andy Reid are going to have to try to figure out as the season goes is – how kind of when they get to the heart of the season, what are those tackles going to be? All right. Well, we appreciate the hell out of you, buddy. Daniel Jones all the way back after that second half. We think so, right? You know, he was so good. at. You know what? I'm going to do it on NFL Live today. I think there's one play in that game that totally flips that game and that's in hopefully their season. And it, it was it was awesome. They're getting ten and a half on Thursday night against the Niners right now. Ten and a half. You think they're back? Was no Saquon? What was the play, Dan? Yep. Yeah, what was the play? Let's I'm do a little teaser. Let's do a little teaser. What was it? You guys got to watch NFL Live. Of course, which is on at 4 p.m. Eastern on NFL. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a Great play. D-Bud will like it. He'll appreciate it. It's a nerd thing, so. Yep. No, we love it. We talk yeah, about it. Watch every day. Are you going to be on the iPad on the screen thing? Are you doing that? Who, who just said that? We all did. <laughs> yeah, what do you, what do you mean? Yeah, the new wooden studio. We were talking about how cool it was yesterday. Yeah, we were talking about no, how cool it yeah, was. The who said Deep Ball to Hyatt? I did. Oh, there he is. Tone. Tone. Yeah. Well done, bud. 
But there's another play. So predictable, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> First play in the second so half. So predictable, Dan. Come on. It's beautiful. Switch it up. You know what I mean? We need a little something different. But oh, just do it now. Just do the breakdown. <laughs> yeah, do it now. Do what you're going to do. See, no, this play right here is the reason. one. There's a reason why. There's a reason why that play happens. And that is. The setup in the I'm, first quarter was something that they needed. <laughs> yep. Yep. And now that they got their rookie, right? Is that what it was? Yep, we just did it. Yeah. We just did it. We just did it. Okay, shout out. We don't have to watch NFL Live now. Perfect. We were going to watch. Bummer. But now we don't have to. So in the first quarter. I think you guys should still watch. I think you guys should still watch. All right. We'll record it so you get our number. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That'd be cool. Does that yep. count? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Kidding. sweet. Yeah. yeah, we'll set the red button on it. We appreciate you. It's great TV. Your crew is awesome. And we appreciate you taking time, knowing that you're incredibly tired from your trip back from Carolina last night. Open your eyes, Dan. You're living a good life. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Orlovsky. Yeah. Thank you, Dano. You look great, bub. You see him when he was in there? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He, he was back in the... He, he was. He was on the he field. He was in the bag today. That sail. He had that sail. Mm-hmm. It was wide open. He, it was good it dino. certainly was. He good was, dino appearance. Dan was dialed in. Yeah. Had his high eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. His I like the notebooks. Yeah. Uh, who'd you ask about, Chiefs? Page four. Hold on. Yeah, I think they're running. Yeah, see, I do think this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wrote it down earlier. It's his notes. He's, that guy has to just, what's his life right now? You know what I mean? Just loving ball. ball. He yeah. has to have a take on everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or his entire gimmick is dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? His gimmick he, is. He covers the most important position in, in, in sports. In the most important league. <laughs> yeah. On yeah. the most important sports network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he is the guru for it. So he has to have a take on something. Oh, yeah. And if he doesn't, he's going to get cooked. By who? Us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Everybody, on the yeah. Yeah. Everybody. That's his life. He signs up for it. And it's like, yeah, you called Monday Night Football last night? Yeah. All right, sweet. You're in. We need you in the studio tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Then you're on McAfee in the middle of the day. Yep. Then you're on NFL Live. We need some good stuff on NFL Live. Okay. That's different. And then you need oh, yeah. to watch the film from every game again on Tuesday night, and then you're back here on Wednesday. We appreciate Dan Orlovsky. Mm-hmm. That guy's mm-hmm. the little engine that can. Oh, absolutely. And that could. Mm-hmm. But, damn, I bet you there's some days where he wishes he wasn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> for sure. When no, you're on 8 doubt, 10. Huh? I doubt he does. He loves it. He does. He was going to be a coach there for a second. Yeah. Remember, yeah. every mm-hmm. every offseason. Eagles. Like, is he going to be Eagles, Carolina? There's a, I think there's some other places that maybe chat with him. Maybe Indy at some point mm-hmm. chat with him. I mean, there's a lo- lot of conversation about Dano going and being OC. And then every time he talks, fans are like, yeah, he should this be. Guy should I be do like place. this guy. Because he's talking about what offense coordinators are doing now. Mm-hmm. And he says some things that don't make any sense to me. It's like, why wouldn't offense coordinators change at halftime? If they're presenting something that is unstoppable, why wouldn't you adjust? And then we got to remember that just like every other field or profession or craft, these are humans. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes humans feel pressure and act differently. Sometimes whenever the lights come on, people aren't as good as maybe they were in an interview or in a meeting room mm-hmm. or something like that. That takes place. Refs, you yeah. know, what? Was that like a 22-minute review? Absurd. <laughs> Are we serious with that? I thought that was a joke. Brutal. I thought I was watching a skit show. Yes. Yeah. What, what, what are they doing? All I know is I went to bed at 12.30 because of it. Dude, right? that's a whole other animal. It was 10.15 at halftime. Yeah, can't have it. That's bad. We're olds yelling into a microphone right now. Yep. Can't. And I literally thought that all... This is another real thing. This was the punch out, right? The punch out that was a first down that yes. got moved back. On so the a jump. fumble recovery yeah. by 99. Yep. Watts going forth. the other way. And yeah. I appreciate them doing that yeah, and getting it right, seemingly. But there has to be a quicker, more efficient way to get that done. That was a 7 to 10 minute review. Brutal. 
can't have it. They don't even have it sponsored. They have no. the field goal posts or the uh, the chains, the first down chain sponsored yep. everywhere. Yeah. They don't even have these reviews sponsored. If you're going to have it be eight minutes, at least give us a some song and dance. Yeah. Right? Joe Buck and Troy were sitting there like, oh, we're still doing this? That, that's rough. actually what Joe said. That was rough. Are we still doing How does that happen? No clue, especially, you know, prime, prime time. TV. We don't want to see it. We kind of talked about it yesterday on the show, but – we cannot see that was that was horrible. Yeah, that, that ref crew there, I, I don't think did any favors with the football community. They don't have not much pizzazz on that crew. Not a lot of pizzazz. And anytime your reviews are that long, reviews are the things that everybody hates the most. Mm -hmm. So whenever you're adding that to five x the amount of time of other reviews, yes. Like if that thing was one fifth the amount of time, we would have said long review. Mm -hmm. Instead, it just kept going and go. They did a commercial break, oh, I yeah, think, they did. Yeah, came and back. came back and they were still, still in review. That's uh, unbelievable. But Ref Cruz with Pizzazz, the guy that told Gino, hey, I'm talking to America right now, pal. Keep it moving. Yeah, yep. that's he's number one on the ref rankings in my eyes. Yep, just currently. strictly because in the moment, solo shot became a duet. Yeah. And he said, get the hell out of my shine. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. I think these refs do need to have a certain amount of moxie. Yeah. You go back to who's great. Gene Steratore's great. That's mm -hmm. right. Probably the greatest the of best. all time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what he had? Moxie. That's right. He brought out a damn index card to say, yep. that ain't a first down. Sorry about it. Then every time he talked, it was clear, it was precise. He explained the situation. How about Hockey Lee? Everybody yeah. loved Hockey Lee. Well, you know why? Hockey Lee had a lot of pizzazz. Yes, Hockey did. Lee was not scared to put that thing on you and let you know why that thing was going away. Cleet Blakeman is good. Yep. He's got pizzazz. Yep. Some of these refs that don't have pizzazz need to get the hell out because they were speaking for the sport on an ISO shot to 15, 20, 30 million people, mm -hmm. and some of them freeze up. We need not have that. No. And also, these reviews, let's put a shot clock on these days. Yeah. Can't have that. Can't have games ending at 1230. Just can't do it. Get it right quicker. You're the NFL for Pete's sake. Boom. Didn't want to say it to Jesus. We're going to Notre Dame on Friday. That's right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So college football national champion, Super Bowl champion, Ryder Cup winner, COVID survivor, father of 10, current president of the state of Ohio. Whoa. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who they said on the ESPYs drinks his own urine, yeah. right. A.J. Hawk. Yeah. yeah. He said it. He said it on the ESPYs. Yeah, who would they be? Who would they be? They. They. You know, the people that ruin this program. That's right. They. Mm -hmm. they the powers that be. You whoever know what I mean? Yes. Wrote it. Whoever yeah, wrote whoever wrote that during the writer's strike. Whoever wrote that during the writer's strike and put it in the teleprompter, they said that you drank your own urine. We're thankful you did that. Yeah. You became the all-time leading tackler for yeah. the Green Bay Packers doing that, AJ. Hell yeah. Yep. The sacrifices you make, I guess. I'm okay with it. Speaking of sacrifices being made, uh, last night, what happened to Nick Chubb mm -hmm. is a part of football. 
I guess that can happen in football. But anytime one of those injuries happens and an entire stadium goes, ooh, an away stadium, especially a, a city like Pittsburgh that is taught to hate Cleveland. So one of the Browns having it happen to them, it is never good. Kind of puts things back in perspective, I think, for everybody about what football can happen. What are your thoughts on the Nick Chubb injury and how do the Browns go forward without him? What a damn shame. The NFL's losing a great one, not just a good one, a great player in devastating fashion last night, AJ. I mean, it's yeah, it's brutal to see that. And of course, I'm glad they didn't replay it on the on the TV copy. But yes, it's online. It's everywhere. It reminded me I was a freshman in a game when Willis McGahee, when this happened to him, and his knee got just tore everything. And I remember being in the stadium, and it happened. And they never showed the replay. We didn't really know what was going on. And afterwards, guys were like, "Man, we got some texts like this." Everyone said this is brutal. It's a nasty injury. We didn't know at the time. Nick Chubb, obviously, I think everyone pretty much knew right away. So when the tackle happened from the TV copy, can't really, didn't really know. No. It just looked like, oh, he did get flipped and stood up and everything like that. Then whenever they choose not to re- show the replay, yeah. but while they're telling you we're not going to show you the replay, you hear Pittsburgh mm-hmm. watch the replay, and then obviously the internet's going to have that forced in your timeline immediately. I saw that guy's knee bend the wrong way a thousand times. Yep. Yes, And course. every time I got sick, I got disgusted. I tried to block every account that was posting it because yeah. it's not something we want to see but that type of injury they're talking about season ending obviously i nick chubb's a dog yeah he's an incredible athlete phenomenal athlete track star back in the day bigger yeah. than remember his high school track oh, yeah. uh videos we we're seeing he looked like he was 13 to 14 years older than everybody he was running against because how jacked he was mm-hmm. and he's just pulling away mm-hmm. from all these people absolute stud yeah. but whenever you see something like that to even fathom that he's going to be able to come back is just crazy in modern science yeah. i mean we we you know, we've seen him come back before. You know, he had a gross injury like that in college. But like you said, dog in the weight room. And a lot of a lot of times those guys in the weight room, it doesn't translate to the field. But he's one of those unique guys that it does. And another guy that had to go to the hospital last night, Minka Fitzpatrick, who laid the hit on him. A lot of people were kind of calling for his, hell. Oh, it's a dirty play, it's this and that. Like you said, it's a part of what happens in football. I think he was just playing hard, going for the hit. You know, you're trying to, you know, impose some punishment on a running back when you're hitting them. That's a part of your job. And uh, unfortunately, it happened. People were mad time. at Minka. Yeah, very. I did see that on the internet. There's people talking about that, AJ. Did you see that reaction on the X last night? Oh, yeah. I mean, I got multiple texts from different people just asking, like, my thoughts on it. And I just have a hard time thinking that a guy like Minka, who's a vet, made tons of plays in this league, would – Try to do. I don't think anyone's intentionally trying to blow someone's knee completely out like that. I, just, I can't believe. Agreed. And knees, and obviously, whenever they change the strike zone, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. guys used to hit high over the middle or hit high in any shots if they could. They were flying in there. Then he say you can no longer hit anybody in the head. There's a strike zone. You got to go here. So then all defenders were like. Well, now we're going to be taking yeah. – now we got to yeah. hit legs and knees pretty much. And you heard a lot of offensive weapons be like, I would rather them hit me right in the head yeah. than hit me in the knee just because of how it is. But with the way the rules have gone, hitting lower is almost being like promoted mm-hmm. as opposed to saving the brain injuries going forward. So it's like the people that were calling for Mink, I completely understand because the way the video looked and yeah. everything, that's a natural reaction, an emotional reaction. But there's no way Minka Fitzpatrick is thinking to himself, oh, I'm going to try take Nick Chubb actually out I, that is no. just that's not real I don't think that's real now nobody the, wants that yeah I've, I've also Sorry, I don't want to cut you off but I don't think it like I just there's a weird thing with the NFL I think people that you they might not know and you don't know until you get in there like guys actually care about each other like yeah you hate them and you're going to fight with them during the game and you're going to go back and forth 
But like they don't, nobody wants to see that. It's not like you're in middle school and guys are stupid and oh, kill them all. Like yeah, you want to win the game and do whatever it takes, but it is like a big fraternity. I think guys do kind of take care of each other. Cheap shot artists aren't going to last long in the NFL. Okay, that's just how it is. Probably not going to be smart enough to make it in the NFL. If <laughs> if you're a cheap shot guy, there's probably a couple other things that are wrong in the way you think. So you're probably not going to be able to hang at an NFL level for long enough. But also you'll get kind of forced out. Minka has never ever had that type of trait. So immediately putting that on him, I think he's crazy. I assume Minka felt very terrible yes. as he was watching Absolutely. the video. Then he got another mm-hmm. yeah. he got another Dings. shot to the head. Mm-hmm. And then he got a sternum injury. I mean, Minka, yeah, he ended up in a hospital last night because yeah. that's what football is possible. He had a, nowhere near as devastating as Nick Chubb's knee. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But Minka had some bruise the blood last night. Yeah, yeah well, he came off the sideline and looked like he was like, couldn't breathe and coughing up, but yeah, he went to the hospital. I got a lot of those tweets about him being dirty last night and stuff like that. Like, but I've watched Minka try to go high on Nick Chubb before, and it, it didn't go well for him. And like, anyone who was saying that was dirty, like Nick Chubb's coming at you. Where are you, where are you gonna go? Like, you're gonna try to hit me? Anyone? Yeah, just in general. I'm hamstring cramp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, yep. definitely. Down to an ass yeah. like Bryce Young. Yeah, uh, he's a bowling ball. Boom, exactly. I know Sam Martin should have done. Yeah, what I did. Bingo. Oh, you know what I mean? Instead, he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get in here, and then what did I sign up for? Oh no! Bad All right, cake. let me get the hell out of the way." Yeah. Almost like propelling himself out of the situation, which is really incredibly athletic. Nobody really talked about it. I've not heard from Sam Martin since then. <laughs> I, I hope he's doing okay. Well, working on tackling. But you, you see Chubb coming through. He runs so like, hard. So hard. Yes. So hard, dude. And then your knee has to he, – foot has to be on ground at exact time, yeah. too. Like time and uh, – I don't know. It's just tough to tough. put that on a guy and say that he was trying to hurt somebody because I'm sure he feels terrible enough. Not as bad as Chubb, obviously. We're not, right. we're not yeah. saying that it's as bad as Chubb, but we're saying let's not just start labeling people cheap shot artists and people that are taking people out because I don't think that's accurate. With that being said, <laughs> this Colorado State kid. Uh, yeah. Buddy, you see this? They got police involved because there's death threats happening to him and everything like that. Travis Hunter came out and was like, it's just football. Hey, he's just making a football play. We all saw what he did on that hit. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. He goes around his guy. <laughs> Ball clearly out, goes around his guy, and certainly lays a shot. Now, if he was on your football team, I think everybody would say, okay, a little dirty, but, you know, their best guy, Travis Hunter, he hit him. Now, he lacerates his liver, yeah. I do believe, which is on his right side out three weeks and then at the end he gets shaken out of his shoes for a touchdown i death threats interesting people are people are asking for him to be like expelled from colorado a little bit i think part of it's how he stood over him a little bit yeah flexing on him it it clearly late clearly yes very late definitely late but yeah if this was on your team i would assume yeah oh yeah we get the penalty but he probably shouldn't be thrown out of the game is what probably you would say if he's on your team yeah but i'm thinking get him yeah target Mm -hmm. oh if he's if he's not on my team i'm Freaking out, this guy. Get him, <laughs> well, out, get him the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah for sure. Here. There's people saying he needs to be expelled, uh, yeah. kicked out of the entire thing. And I assume there's people telling him that he needs, you know, to potentially pass away because of that whole thing. That's why cops are getting involved. I would like to say I'm one of the largest team Colorado guys of all time. I appreciate and respect Travis Hunter's answer where he said, like, hey, this yeah. is just football. Guy certainly should have been ejaculated. Yeah, uh, right. that's how a couple people phrased it yep. and worded it on X. You know, <laughs> they said, need to ejaculate this guy. Yeah. Somebody very serious was saying yeah. instead of ejecting they were saying oh, ejecting. Yeah. get him out of right now were they serious oh yeah oh yeah. they're oh, so yeah. bad uh-huh. 
Correct. So mad they're autocorrect. I don't know what he's been typing. Or Bingo, yeah. Why does it go oh, to ejaculate? I, I don't know why his smartphone is like, we know where you're at, homie. Yeah. Soon as he gets the EJ, we got it. We know where we're headed. Straight to Ejaculation City. Y'all doing too much now, bro. Terrible play call. You should have been ejaculated. As soon as I seen that hit, I would ejaculate him. Uh-huh. But to say he's banned for competing in college football area is crazy, dog. Y'all acting soft. It's like, oh, we man. agree with some. Yeah. Some of that. <laughs> Ah, now as a journalism show, sure, mm-hmm. we will say we do not believe he meant ejaculated. I don't know. So. I don't think so. We used it twice, though. I mean, he used it twice. Yeah, well, that's his phone. He needed to get it off. Yeah. His they, phone was like, I got you. Yeah, I got he did. You. we know that. Maybe they yeah. wanted. He maybe wanted to use like sandpaper. See, See that's your problem. That's what? your problem. Mm-hmm. You just couldn't wait to hear me say that guy wanted to get his ex off. You know what I'm saying? That's all he wanted oh. to do. Post an ex. I don't, I'm not sure what happened. I don't know. What are you talking about? Well, you were talking about ejaculation. Yeah, exactly. This and guy's mom. talking about ejected. We have to back. Do you have the little red squiggly lines if you're trying to post that before you go out there? Wouldn't your autocorrect like, do that? No, no ejaculate is spelled correctly. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Is, yeah. that is correct yeah, spelling yeah. of yeah. ejaculate. I'm going to do context of where it is, I guess. The blue squiggly line. Is, and, in yeah. his, and in his brain, there's an EJ, there's, there's, a, there's a C, there's yeah. a T, right. yeah. It's all his, in there. His brain just saw it, and his phone was like, we know. Boom. Mm-hmm. We know what you are talking about, sir. Mm-hmm. Sir German, German Jesty. What was his name? Yeah, that's so. Justy. Yeah, German Jesty. People were mad at that kid, though. I mean, people, German Jesty Jackson. I get it. It's kind of how he flexed on him afterwards, yeah. too. Doesn't help at all. Yeah. yeah. And also with the coach, the way the coach was talking. Yeah. That, whole, that whole game hey. was, that game uh, both ways was was uh, very, very chippy. Little chippy. Oh, yeah. I don't like, just as a um, an analyst of the sport, I don't like the Shador's the guy that gets got to go fight him. Yeah, interesting. You know, I didn't appreciate because yeah. that's on Colorado sideline. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that guy hits him late, goes around his guy, hits him late, flexes on him. Mm-hmm. Right, the discipline of the sideline, I respect. No penalties. Yep. Yeah, we're gonna do that. But nobody until Shador sprints down the yeah. field in his in his face. I like the fact that your best players are your biggest dogs. That's yep. good news. But also, like, huh? Yeah. Huh? Somebody. Right, I mean, yeah. Shador, the Heisman yeah. is, has to be the guy. Lineman up there a little quicker, and that was, that's one of the position groups. Coach Prime said, "Hey, need some more dogs in here." So I'm, I'm sure they'll, they they probably talked about it. Like like uh, Tone said, that game was chippy even before kickoff, oh, yeah. and obviously with the comments with uh, Colorado State's coach, who they played a hell of a game too. Hell of a game. He uh-huh. had his guys probably all 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 jacked up uh, before the game, but um, you know that hit it, once again. It's part it's part of football. Was it dirty? Was it late? Yes. But it was a chippy game. You expect, especially when when it's the when it's Travis Hunter, a guy that important to the team. Just like we go into certain games, hey, this quarterback we want to touch this quarterback every play. This running back, this receiver, we want to touch him. So I get it. I don't think anything should have been more done. I don't want to throw myself into the story, but this show is named after me, and I do a lot of the talking on this mm-hmm. show. Uh, there was one team where their special teams coach actually had them every kickoff. I had somebody come hit me. And it was like, why are you doing this? Why, excuse me, why are you blocking? There's other people to block right here. They're like, oh, yeah, today we were told, like, to get some hands on you. Gotcha. And I was like, these assholes are driving me right now. Yeah. What do you, you think? I'm going to get scared out here. And then a punt, I hit a punt, and I'm jogging on the field. Guy right on my left side just hitting me. I'm like, man, I'm going to have to do well here today. Because if I don't do well here today, 
guess what's coming? Yeah. Every single Every game, I'm mm-hmm. going to have somebody on me. It's like Travis Hunter knows mm-hmm. that there's going to be, I assume he knows. Oh, yeah. He's been taught that, yeah. okay, you're the guy on the team. There's going to be some teams that are going to choose to take a little bit more mental warfare with you. What's the mental warfare? A couple extra shots. Yep. While you're down, people are going to get up mm-hmm. off of you. Mm-hmm. Like, just little things within the game. Now, that was definitely a cheap shot. We are not saying For sure. that was not a cheap shot. But, like, that has been in football for a long time, it sucks where the hit happened, mm-hmm. the injury that took place, because that could be lethal. Yeah, I yeah. looked it up. I didn't know what a liver laceration was. I was like, damn, how's that happen? Underneath the right ribs, I guess, is where the liver is. You know, because in boxing, that's where you're trying oh, yeah. to mm-hmm. liver right shots. But yep. uh, it can go from, like, moderate severity to, like, lethal severity. So I don't know what the liver does, but I guess if it's lacerated, could be a problem inside the body. Yeah, big one. Happy he's okay. Did his podcast already. Yes, Speaking of his podcast, Michael Parsons has one. He'll be joining us in 15 minutes. Was supposed to join us in an hour and 15 minutes. Got home early. He'll be jo- He had a full conversation about protecting each other mm-hmm. in the NFL and who's trying to hurt people and what it's like and all that stuff. So I can't wait to chat with him. Greatest defense on earth right now, Dallas Cowboys. Yep. They're humming, aren't they? I mean, it doesn't look like they're going to slow down anytime soon. So every offense that's over the, you know, the next four games they have, I'm sure they're studying, trying to figure out what you can possibly do. But I don't really know right now with how they're getting after the quarterback. It's, it's really tough. Yeah, will they be able to do this for 17 games? Cannot wait to chat with Micah about that. Just as their energy. And I mean, him hovering across the ground while he's crawling. Yeah. You know, he goes like 10 yards real quick. Like, let the alien see that. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. Let the alien see that. I, I wish one of those little things would drop down, have a bird's eye view, see Micah come around the edge, tackle him, and then on all fours, they should say, you should see there. They get on all fours. I think these humans things, these homo sapiens, I don't know. I don't know what they got going on, but they can move and then up yeah. out of there. Bye-bye. We need to come back with a little different attitude next time. That's what we need to show the aliens because we got a couple of them, and Micah is certainly one of those. Yeah, I assume Jerry Jones has had one or two in his suite to watch game oh yeah right i mean who do you have up there you had the fifa president oh is that who it was yeah he was there that that guy's a crook right way, Sep, way Sep, ahead. the old one Sep Ladder. Sep Ladder. way ahead of the world he said 2026 the final is supposed to be at at&t stadium oh uh, so jerry's working right Boom. now smart he's just you know what i mean Good always man that, that feels like the smart move because if you're watching these documentaries how does fifa make their decisions oh you just got to get in the pockets of the president yeah, bribe yes. i watched a whole yeah. documentary about it's it mm-hmm. literally what now i don't know about this new guy he's living in the old guy's shadow of corruption but i assume soccer will be soccer just some... as bad okay well, allegedly of allegedly, course allegedly, allegedly yeah. we don't know oh. we don't know well, that's the case can we just pay for one then just no, that's what Jerry's we, doing. Yeah, okay. That's literally what Jerry's just doing. Yeah. Good. That's literally what Give us the soccer Lombardi. Yeah, but how come – oh, just the, the just, whole just tournament? Just to win. Yeah, hey, can we give you $10 fun. billion and USA is the champion and we get a star above our little patch name thing? We don't want to get into giving out billions for trophies thing because there's some crews over there in the Middle East. Yeah. They'll just win every tournament they going for yeah, yeah, they killed so many people building those stadiums that at this point they can't go back. That was in Qatar. Yeah, uh, the Saudi last Arabia. Home of World Cup. I'm oh. talking about Saudi Arabia just saying, oh, yeah, we win we'll, we'll buy. soccer oh. Lombardi. Mm-hmm. We also got the Stanley Cup as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry about it, Vegas. And shout out to the actual Lombardi, too. We don't have a team, but we won it. We can't do that. They are good at hockey. That. What's that, pal? Saudis are good at hockey. Well, they're building a, uh, are they? they're building a ski resort. They are. Mm-hmm. Over there. Yeah. In the middle oh, of the yeah. desert. Yeah. You Big hockey country. Yeah. We should wheel them out against us then. You know the hockey. You love hockey. Oh, yeah. U.S. Hockey Saudi Arabia. down there in South Florida, baby. Yeah, how, about, Florida. how about F1 you getting into that sport? Hey. That sport hey, Pat, sucks. Hey, we had oh, a hell of a race this past weekend, all right? We got Singapore Grand Prix. Sound like a broken Carlos Sainz. And I called it on Thursday. Carlos Sainz Ferrari won the race. Whoa. Got pole position. Max Verstappen. 
came in P5. So they broke that Red Bull win streak of, I think, 15 races in a row they had won. F1 stinks oh, more than point. the Bears, dude. Oh, Jesus. That's That's crazy. All right, let's talk about some things happening around the NFL. Before we're joined by Market Parsons, CJ GJ, new addition to the Detroit Lions, helping make the old Lions into the brand, brand new Lions. Lions. Seemingly a guy that would fit perfectly into that culture, into that environment that MCDC has created and had success with up there. They go into last game because CJ GJ says that they're the villains. Now, none of us outside of the locker room felt like they were villains, but MCDC and the boys were pitching the narrative that since they beat the Kansas City Chiefs on opening night, hey, where are the bad guys? <laughs> everybody wear your uh, everybody wear your ski mask. Hell yeah. Okay, because we're the villains in there. CJ GJ seemingly loved by Detroit very, very quickly. Yes, definitely. Then he had a penalty, obviously, down the red zone. That's going to happen, though, with the way he plays. Mm -hmm. He's a dog. Everybody appreciates that. Now he tore a peck. He is out indefinitely. Ooh. I mean, this is a massive shot to the Detroit Lions defense, energy, and culture. Although he just got there, feels like this is a big loss for you guys. Folks. Yeah, no, this is huge because this was supposed to be the year. Everything lined up perfectly. Aaron Rodgers out of the division. This is the Lions year to finally make the playoffs, win a playoff game for the first time in my lifetime. The only thing... How old are you? 29. Jeez. 29 years old. Yeah, yes. Never seen a playoff win. Jeez. And the only Loser. thing that can hold that back... Loser! Come on! Jeez! <laughs> Oh, wow. wow. Well, and that's what everyone's saying is, you know, the Lions are cursed because injuries are starting to stack up, and that's the only thing that could hold them Ooh. back well, from making the playoffs. It the feels yeah, like. Man, I know. the longest streak so, in the NFL? Is that the longest? Yeah, it is. Oh, It was what? the Browns. I think it might have been the Bengals before that, and now it's the Lions. CJ, GJ out. D-butt, obviously, yeah. secondary is your thing. Not only does he bring it with the math, Yep. And the culture, he also brings it on the field, right? Guys are stuck. Oh, yeah. Big-time player. Um, versatile. You know, we'll, we'll get his hands on the ball. But they they drafted well. You know, Brian Branch still back there. Cam Sutton came over. He's playing well. Kirby Joseph had a good year last year. He, he's playing well again. So they still have other pe – Emmanuel Mosley will get healthy and get back out there at the corner position at some point. Uh, they still got a lot of pieces, a lot of dogs in their defense. And mm -hmm. potentially he can come back. For a playoff run, you know, Ooh. if he has that surgery and uh, is healthy, Hutchinson's leading the uh, league in pressures to yeah. Uh, yeah. to start the year. Uh, and uh, baby Hutch, big time player. Hutch is awesome. Which is, what's interesting, I believe he went out for a little bit, but came back, which is pretty surprising to see that he's out for the year now. Oh, CJ, GJ, yeah, yeah. I assume that they probably just gave him some. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He's a dog. Kind of partially tore it and completely tore. I, I know I've known guys who have played with. Torn pecs. And Hold obviously on. it's different levels, but some guys play through that shit. Didn't you? Didn't you have a torn pec? Yeah, I tore my pec uh first preseason game, Oof. maybe my third or fourth year. Okay, right. so how'd that go? What was the recovery? What was the whole operation? Uh I didn't get surgery and I rehabbed. I came back for the first regular season game. I missed the preseason and wore this big old brace where you couldn't lift your arm. It sucked balls. It's terrible. Did you play the whole season? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Linebacker. So nice. you're saying there's a chance, AJ. <laughs> Yeah, I ended up actually uh, one of the only times I ever pulled anything. I pulled my groin later that year uh, in Tampa at a hot game. And I think it, I, once you're, you're already moving weird because you're wearing a gigantic brace that doesn't let you pump your arms, like, I think everything kind of gets thrown off a little bit. So it's tough to like manage other things as well. When did you get the surgery to fix your pec? I didn't get surgery. Well, you know, once it, it, mine was not a, a surgery thing. It wasn't an option for me. So you did. So there's different torn what? Yeah, there's different ways too. I mean, they could have technically done it right then, but I've been out for the year, so it was. I was, luckily for me, how it was torn, it was an option to wear a rehab and come back that year. Okay, yeah. Mm. And Green Bay Packers training staff very conservative, right? Didn't know what it. How oh yeah, I had to. I had to 
get the doctors and GM in a room and fight them basically to get on the field for the first game. That's <laughs> hell yeah. Did you hell play, yeah. yeah. Did you play on turf with that injury or only grass or what was? Uh, I did play on turf a few times that year with that. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, so we haven't talked about Bakhtiari. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on him? You're friends with Bach, obviously, and we thought Bach was Bach. Yeah. yeah. Guess who's Bach? Bach again. Bach is Bach. Tell a friend. That's what we thought. We're like, look who's Bach. Bach Diari. Back to being dominant football player as yeah. well. Mm -hmm. Then week two, not on the injury report, at Atlanta. Obviously, Jordan Love, his first year being a starter, going to need his biggest piece out there. And then, boom, out of nowhere, tweet comes. Bakhtiari is not playing today. Is it because of turf they even said in there? Because he's not playing. That wouldn't be the case, right? What are we? And then Sheffer came on and said he doesn't feel right. You're friends with Bach. Do you know anything about what's going on with Bach and Bach being Bach? I, I was definitely surprised, like everybody else, that he was not in the lineup. But I have not uh, reached out to ask him exactly what happened. I didn't really want to know because I didn't want to have to sit here and try to deny it or jump around it if he did tell me exactly what was going on. Smart. I try to do the same thing with a lot of people who potentially have information that the world would want to hear. Mm -hmm. I just choose not to hear about it because this thing goes to this thing without anything's in the middle. People hear that on a very regular basis on this particular program. I let it out. But what is it? I feel like we talked to him last year where he said something didn't connect and then he went on his uh, honeymoon to Egypt. He walked yep. up to, to the pyramid. The, dunes, yeah. the yeah. dunes. And then he found out his knee was still hurt so he had to get another surgery. And then last year was like give or take. This is like two years now where it's like he doesn't feel right but he feels right I, I, I've never experienced anything like he's so good at football the Packers are so much better when he's on the field first when he's not on the field will he ever be healthy enough to just play on a regular basis again I wonder is it, I guess that's the question we have to ask now AJ that, that is the question I'm sure that's the question he's asking himself too like am I ever gonna be able to make it through a 17 game regular season right now with wherever his knee is at but what's weird is you, you see all this Stuff online, you see their first game in the regular season, you see him flicking off the fans or flicking off somebody on the sidelines oh. from his stance. Like, he's having fun. He's celebrating with the squad. Yeah, and then yeah, he's yeah, not yeah, in the lineup the next week. So, yeah. I don't know when he tweaked it or whatever he did. He was in his stance, flipping people yeah. off? Yeah. Tweaked it. Oh, yeah. End zone, yeah. he, he's laying down, yeah. you know, taunting yeah. the fans in Chicago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Loving ball. It was awesome. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Loving ball. He was. And then all of a sudden, I know where Bach is out. He's not Bach. What? I mean, as the Green Bay Packer fan, that has to be incredibly confusing as we go. Confusing, and I'm kind of just sick of it, to be honest with you. Whoa! Like, Whoa. Bach is he, friend of the program! He's great! Sure. I, I'm, I'm not, I mean, it's like, it's nothing against him, but, you know, it's one of those things where, like, LaFleur said that, yeah, there was like a little bit of swelling, and but it is to the point now where he is. Like, he's one of the best tackles in football when he's when he is okay and ready to play. Uh, you need him with Jordan Love and like an offense that's kind of still figuring things out, and it's just tough when you go through like a week of preparation and and you know I mean you don't you don't know if the guy's gonna play on Sunday or not. Like I just I don't know how sustainable that is, and then you factor in how much they're paying him too. Like need him out there. Can't at this point it's like it's tough to say like hey just just do your thing when you're when you're ready to go. That's good enough for us. You can play, but like you just can't have him play seven games a year and then like. I mean, it goes back to, you know, when he first got hurt, he did the Bach is Bach thing, played week 17 against the Lions, and then tweaks it or something and doesn't play in the first round of the playoffs against the played Niners. Played well against mm -hmm. the Lions, too, you remember? Oh, yeah. He was moving. Oh, yeah. Fun. He's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. He's so good at... He is so good at moving humans. That's so good. So, frustrating. so good at moving humans. Is like you, so like you watch the bear, the Bears game, and it's like, oh, okay, he's back. Like he looks great. He looks unbelievable. He Bach. looks as good as he has, and then all of a sudden, on Friday or Saturday, it's like, well, he's actually not going to play against the Falcons. So maybe there is like a little lingering stuff there. But like you said, it's been 
it's been several years now. So either something's still wrong with his knee or like he's mentally really going through it still. What's going on there? You have to no, ask. no, that's just tough. Like, I mean, and injuries are always different. You know, we don't know what's going on with his particular body. Like AJ, he had the torn pec. CJGJ has a torn pec. He could play through it. He has to have surgery, so it could be a different rip. Something else may have got gone. You know, did it heal right? Carly, who knows what yeah. it is. Chase Young, he's he's been dealing with an issue for, you know, a couple years now, it seems. So, I mean, you he's like bomb. you said, when you see him out there, especially at that position, that's a premium position. Um, that's kind of one of the cornerstones you build your offense around. So you would definitely want to see him Bach. Jordan time. would love Bach oh. being Bach full oh, yeah. time. And we hope that takes place. Although the last couple of years have told us that this is probably just going to be how the year goes, where some weeks he's up, he's going to be dominant. Some weeks he's down. You're just going to have to hope the games that matter the most, Bach is Bach. Bach. Now let's talk about the NFC. This is the first time ever that seven teams in the same conference have started the season 2-0. and And it's not the AFC that we said was, whoa, loaded, loaded, loaded. Mm-hmm. The Packers are in the NFC. They're not one of the teams that are 2-0. and There's a lot of teams over there now all of a sudden that we think could maybe make a Super Bowl run. We all assumed it was going to be the Eagles and the Niners, and they are obviously 2-0. and But the Cowboys seemingly the most dominant team in the NFL right now. How about the Commanders having it figured out while they're fixing the poop pipes in their stadiums under new ownership? of Josh Harrison, Magic Johnson. The Saints, Derek Carr, getting their second win last night, 2-0. Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. How about the Falcons and Artie Smith? Bijan Robinson coming in and doing absolute record-breaking numbers quickly. First time ever seven teams in the same conference have started 2-0 in the same season. AJ, if this stat was presented to us before the season and said, hey, seven teams in the same conference will start 2-0, which conference is it going to be? Every human on earth, even the people on this team, on these teams, would have said the A AFC. Instead, the NFC might be a lot deeper than we ever thought, and now they're breaking records, AJ. Yeah, the Bucks, Falcons, could you have guessed that they would have got out to this hot of a start? No, sir. How about the Commanders? Yeah. No, sir. Commanders as well. Yeah, Bien- had them come from behind victories. Yeah, like the Commanders and, and Biennemi, the first time as the, the offensive coordinator calling the plays there, pretty impressive. But uh, uh, who do you have faith in all those teams that's going to continue this run? Ooh. I think it's the first three still. Yep. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And obviously yeah. the last four there are going to hold us – accountable for this if they go on to not do it. But, like, I think the Cowboys have added themselves into the 49ers and Eagles are going to be the NFC representative for the Super Bowl conversation. Because before the season, it was like, Niners got to go and get it. If they're on incredibly unlucky last season in the NFC Championship, they probably go on and do well against that Chiefs mm-hmm. team with how good yeah. their defense is. Then the Eagles, it's like, well, they're going to make it back to the Super Bowl. They just paid Jalen. Jalen has it figured out. Sirianni's taking over the controls again. They're going to go. Now it's almost like, Hey, Big Mike McCarthy's calling these plays. I think they're going to be a much smarter team. I think they're going to manage games better on the offensive side. Although we haven't seen Mike McCarthy in a time management situation yet. True. And that is one of his... Achilles heels. Yes, yeah. that is one of the biggest ones because he's so much in the game. You see, mm-hmm. yeah. he's so much in there. He doesn't even think about all the other stuff. He has called a timeout when timeout shouldn't be called. He has let things roll whenever we should stop them. He has made decisions throughout his career that have not been fantastic in the clock management department. But whenever you're talking about calling the offense and getting the boys ready, he has been perfect. I think the Cowboys are in that convo now, AJ. Yeah, and you hear Jerry say that that Mike is as busy as he's ever been as the Cowboys coach, calling the plays now and everything. I bet he – I would have guessed he's a little bit, like, re-energized. He's so – he has to do so much on game day, and he probably feels young again calling these plays. They're starting out 2-0. The defense is killing it. 
I, I look for big things from the Cowboys. Okay, this would have been a perfect lead into Mike at one thirty. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like you did it on purpose. <laughs> almost professional host stuff right there. Yeah, yeah. perfect. You know what I mean? Got there two one thirty oh oh. Yep. I guess we've been pushed back down to two thirty with oh. Mike, oh, which was okay. the original time. Okay. You know what I mean? Nice. So we we moved it to one thirty. Would have been great if he would have just dropped in right there, but he's getting extra work in. Okay. Obviously, it's what, not us. What do you expect? To be the ones to stop Micah from getting better at the football. With that being said, we should call that other guy now and move him back as quick as possible, the general. Go ahead, Speaking Tom. of coaches doing a lot, uh, I saw a tweet from Wombo uh, that made a ton of sense that, hey, four seconds left with McVeigh, kick the field goal, maybe if there's a tiebreaker situation coming down the road for points for, points against, stuff like that. That's kind of the situation that probably happened there. Yeah, Lombo said that uh, you're hmm. always going to take points if you can get them. It's like, we've seen a lot of games end. Clock, whistle, blow, Teams in the red zone, game over. Yeah. We just lost by two scores. All the time. We just like all the time. So the fact that Sean McVay is thinking way ahead of that, he's probably told an assistant before, hey, if we ever get in a situation like this, what we need to do is kick the points because we don't know playoff differential later. Those points are going to be judged points. Did you know that playoff differential has a points differential a deciding factor in it? We need Especially to do that. Division. Whenever we're in that division, we need to make sure we go yeah. ahead and do that. So somebody needs to remind me, if we're down the red zone, this isn't give up time. No, no, we need to put points on the board. And then four seconds are left. Spread is seven. Mm -hmm. You're down 10. Mm. And you kick that to make it seven to add three more points to your point differential. You can sleep soundly at night. You can yeah. say, hey, listen, <laughs> we got three more points for that point differential. But everybody else is saying, McVay, you bet on this game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Spread. You bet on this what, game. What do you do in that situation, though? Like, just let it run out. You throw a Hail Mary. You kick, like, because I was thinking, in, like, when it was happening, like, damn, I mean, they're going to lose the game, obviously. But what do you do? I like that he just gave his kicker another. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just another like, rep. Get, another, rep, get another one for one, makeable kick. Here you go. Three more points on the season. If we were to go back and visit that drive, and I wish we would have it. I don't know if we do. But where were they before then? I'm kicking a field goal as soon as we get into, even if it's a 49-51 yarder, as mm -hmm. soon as we get into field goal range, I'm kicking a field goal. Because then we have to connect an onside kick anyways. Mm -hmm. And you can throw a Hail Mary a lot further yep. than it is easier to make a kick. So I'm trying to get that thing to seven as fast as possible if we're down 10. Go ahead, Tone. Uh, so it's an 11-play, 50-yard drive. They didn't get into field goal range. They got to the 20 with four seconds. Yeah, so I don't even think they had an opportunity. They were at the 37 with 19 seconds left. Ooh. So, I mean, That's send them out there for a 55-yarder. Yeah. Not really, you know? It's like, do you do that or you just save it for uh... – Yeah, so I don't know how you handle that. Tough. Normally teams just say – I'll oh, take a shot yeah. at the end zone. Yeah. If they take a shot at the end zone and they add six to that, and then they clearly cover instead of a push, then there's going to be people even more upset. Yeah. They're doing wasted touchdowns and four seconds left mm -hmm. in the game, so they can what? Screw us, the books get richer. That's of course that's what they're doing. Script. Let's pivot away from the NFL and let's go to college. Ladies and gentlemen, there has been a top five ranking on this show two times. Yep. And it has been Electrifying. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. A lot has happened in college football. Are we going to see some movers and shakers? Let's go to the man that we trust the most. It is time for the General's Top 5 with Bobby Carpenter. Yeah. How you doing, Bobbo? We appreciate you joining us. That's a negative ghost rider, but what is a positive ghost rider on these Top 5, Bob? Oh, Coach, we're going to come strong with the General's Top 5 today. Hey, 0-0 zero, zero ranked matchups last week. This week, we got six. But you know what, man? Last week was electric yep. in college football. Agreed. And it always produces, Pat. That's the big thing you love each and every week. So we're going to start with number five. We're going to go down south. 
We're going to go to the Florida State Seminoles. Had a rough one in Boston College. That thing came down to the wire as they were battling BC. If it wasn't for the fact Boston College had about 40 penalties for 500 yards, <laughs> they may not have escaped there with a the victory, but were able to pull that thing out. And they got a huge one this week, Pat. In Clemson, Death Valley, this might be where Clemson tries to save their season. Yeah, save their season, save the conversation about Clemson, the narrative, everything like that. And in Boston, you know, that was a red bandana game. Oh, yeah. So that is, you know, that's a lot bigger than just football. I think Florida State's pumped to get out of there with a dub, and they're just never looking back on that. Clemson, big question marks around them, General. I mean, honestly, on the football field, the future, everything. How do you think Florida State handles it? I think Florida State's going to be good. And this is the thing. This is the first time, Pat, where they've been up on this stage. And you see them now trying to make sure they can get it done. And you're playing a team. You feel like you should probably beat it. And you mentioned the Red Ribbon. BC was going to be amped up for that thing. And now it's part and parcel dealing with expectations. I think Florida State is in a good spot for that. And then so we'll go to the number four squad, another team out there that, you know what? They've got to deal with expectations, too, and it's the first time in a while where at the University of Texas, man, they have been big man on campus coming in after a huge oh, victory last week hey, against hey. Alabama. And you know what? When you go and you win at Texas, dude, everybody in the city of Austin and the whole state is rubbing your shoulders. They got a little tight one with Wyoming this week. It was 10-10 heading into the third. They were able to pull away in the fourth. Quinn Ewers didn't look quite as good. And I'll check it up to both of those teams now. When you're the hunted, it's a little bit different than being the hunter. Yeah, the Texas boys were in their comedy mothership second floor getting shoulder rubs. That's right. You know what I mean? Because they have things going on and they're winning games. AJ, we saw that Texas team. They're big enough to win. They got the size to be able to do it in the athleticism. Absolutely. If Quinn Ewers can continue to play even remotely close to what he did against Alabama, yeah, they're going to they're gonna win a ton of games. Who do you got at number three, General? All right, number three, I have the Michigan Wolverines. You know, they played Bowling Green, didn't necessarily look great in the first half, pull away in the second. They've been doing a great job. They got Rutgers this week, starting off their Big Ten slate, so not a huge matchup out. Shiano, look out. Hey, Pat, I mean, the Shiano man, you know him as well as anybody. I mean, listen, you got to be careful when you're dealing with him. Yeah, he's chopping wood, bro. Oh, yeah. He's doing it every single day. He was not supposed to be in the NFL. Remember, people actually talk about him as maybe the worst NFL coach of all time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. By far. Petrino's up there in the conversation whenever he was at Atlanta. Obviously, people talk about Saban in Miami. I don't think it's nearly as as loud as it is about Shiano and his team. They hated him. Oh, yeah. They did not like the way he was operating. He was hiding behind (laughs) poles. In the exit ramp tunnel for the locker room after a loss, just to see who was smiling on his team. Guys are walking in after a loss. I think it was preseason. They're walking in after a loss, and all of a sudden, a Shiano man, boom, pops up from behind a pole. Smiling, smiling, name down, name down. Cut those guys. See ya. And then remember at the end of the game, taking a knee. Oh, yeah. Nah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, uh-huh. no. Nah, it's been happening since the beginning of football in the mm-hmm. NFL. Shiano says, not under my watch. Hey, you guys, all of you, going to be considered dirty football players. That's right. Because this is what we're going to do. But these are like, this is not how you play professional football. Who's the coach? Who's the player? Shut up. Dive at their knees, try to tear their ACL. Yep. So then he gets back to college. I'm like, thank God he got out of the men's league, gets back into his world. I love Shiano at Rutgers. It just feels like it's the right fit. Feels like it's what it is. Will Rutgers ever be able to keep up with all the other schools that they're currently in a conference with? No. Never. No but look, they'll show up for a game, though, and ruin some hearts. Is it Michigan this weekend? Oh. Is it Michigan this mm, weekend? Might I be. Don't know. I don't know. 
channel probably loves Urban Meyer. That'll be a good one, man. That's, yeah, that'll be a heck of a game. And uh, you oh my you god, know. hold on, General, because I didn't have Urban Meyer in there. I completely no, forgot yeah, about the Jacksonville thing. Yeah, you do Ooh. because of that. Petrino, Saban, Urban, Urban, yeah. Shiano, mm -hmm. just never really. Why is that, General? Because adults, well, right? I'll tell you this: you talk about all those guys, and if you've ever had a chance to kind of talk with them, they're very intense individuals. And, you know, you played for a guy like Tony Dungy. I mean, you, you play with some guys that are a little bit more relaxed and chill. In the NFL, now you're playing 17 games. You cannot be 5,000, 6,000 RPMs every <laughs> single day. Guys will burn out and explode. And I think that's what Urban, that's what Shiano learned. Saban was a little bit better than it, but most of those guys, man, they run too hot and it's just too hard. And you're dealing with grown men, man. These ain't kids anymore. I heard stories about down there in Atlanta with Petrino where mm. – Grown adults were not allowed to talk at the dinner before the game, the night before the game. They're having dinner out there. And it was like, nobody's allowed to talk because we didn't win last week. And I think uh, one player who is very famous mm -hmm. from that particular Falcons team almost fought him, had oh. to be held back. He's like one of the nicest humans of all time. Mm. So I don't think it went well at all down no. there. But some of those college rules don't work for adults. And some people figure that out. Some people don't. Happy Shiano's back in college. Michigan's got a tough one. I'm yeah. saying that's an underrated tough one. Yeah. Who's number two, coach? Number two, we've got the Georgia Bulldogs. They had another tough game, taking on South Carolina Conference squad. You thought, hey, you know what? This looks like one they should cruise over. Jane, Shane Beamer, uh, Beamer and Spencer Rattler, they had other ideas all together. Heck, they were winning at the half. Georgia then in the second half puts the throttle down, goes and scores a handful of touchdowns, takes control of the game. But this is going to be a tough test. That's why there has never been a team that has won three straight national championships in college football since the start of the AP era. It is really, really hard to be good three years in a row each and every week. So Georgia battling a little bit of that right now as they're trying to find their way with Carson Beck. Rattler got sacked nine times against North Carolina. Yep. We assumed Georgia, I assumed Georgia was just going to dominate that aspect. They were able to get around it down there in South Carolina. Beamer's got a good football brain. Rattler's been playing really, really good this year, and he has one of the worst O-lines in college, if not the SEC for sure. Rattler's been playing really good, though. They get, I mean, and they gave Georgia all they could for a while. It was, it was an interesting little Saturday. There. And Beamer said Rattler, not like a loud, outspoken guy because i think like he he had a narrative about him because what happened in oklahoma yeah. oh yeah and then hanging the, in the pocket making throws great he looks very very good and i think he hears all the conversation about all the other quarterbacks remember he was supposed to be that quarterback yeah, oh, yeah. Big so, like coming out of high school he was supposed to be that guy i think he has kind of hit a second level for it good for him but nonetheless georgia still yeah. beats him right and they move on but i thought that defensive line was going to do more than what they did georgia number two they'll figure it out as we go and at number one is there a big time change john Coach, you're talking about figuring it out as we go. I mean, sometimes it takes a little bit of time to kind of hit your stride. The Ohio State Buckeyes taking on Western Kentucky, 63-10. to 10. Offense looks tremendous. Kyle McCord looks fantastic. Over 300 yards in the air. Marvin Harrison Jr., a couple of kids a touchdown, over 100 yards. And the big thing is that defense of Ohio State, sitting there at number one, they were able to hold – one of the best offenses you're going to find in Division One football in Western Kentucky, they were holding them yep. to 10 points. They scored 41, Coach, on South Florida. You know what Bama scored on South Florida last weekend? There's 17. A, there's Ooh, a storm. 17. Yeah. So this a is a team that's got, some, got it going on a little bit. No, I agree. Western Kentucky throws the ball. I mean, they sling that thing. I appreciate the way the Hilltoppers come out yeah. and do their football. The Ohio State squad, though, McCord, we're all in, right? We're all in. This guy's the guy. 
We're all in. We're sitting. Listen, he's sitting in the Ferrari. He's ready to drive that thing. They've taken it out of the garage. Ryan Day wanted to put the pedal down last week, and they did it in a big way. AJ, Notre Dame this weekend. We're going to be there on Friday. Obviously, you're bringing the split jersey. Do you think uh, Ohio State? <laughs> oh, General loves it. Big pop out of the general. AJ, <laughs> AJ, AJ, I love yes. that. AJ, honestly, Ohio State, Notre Dame. This is one of two tests in everybody's eyes over there in Ohio. It's Notre Dame. You get through that, okay? Then we got Michigan, last game of the season. That's all eyes are on it. How do we feel? We stack up against this Notre Dame team. You think they're worthy of the number one overall seed at this point? Yeah, I mean, until someone knocks them off there and the general keeps them up there, of course, that they deserve it. But I think this is the this is the test for both squads, for Notre Dame, for Ohio State. I think both teams expected to be undefeated coming into this game, and then they said, all right, let's see where we're at after this game. I think we're both both sides kind of have the same view. General, how worried are you about Marcus Freeman, you know, Ohio State guy? Ooh. Yeah. Listen, he's going to do what he did last year. He loves under Coach Trestle, under Coach Fickle. He's going to slow this game down. I know they got Sam Hartman. They can push the ball around. We've watched him throw it a little bit more. But I'm telling you, this game is going to come down Estimate. to running the football and stopping the run. Estimate's a guy, too. Running back. Good. He runs hard. Yeah. Hey, he runs very – their offensive hey. line – very, very, you know, Sam Hartman has stole the the highlights because of how good his beard is, right. and the rib, and yep. his hair, and the got yeah. the rib on his on his collar, and he's, I mean, he was a guy awake. He's oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Notre Dame national television every week doing the same things. So, yes. I mean, he looks unbelievable. But they are, they are giving that rock test. He runs hard, coach. Is Ohio State ready for that? Uh, listen, Tommy Eichenberg, Steel Chambers, two names you need to know. Two linebackers for Ohio State. Tommy's older brother played. At Notre Dame, he's going to be juiced up to go there to put on a show for these guys. They got a wrap. Listen, S- you mentioned he is a big physical dude. I mean, AJ go through there trying to knock his helmet off. He grab it, rip it off like the program. Yeah, That's the type yeah. of energy they're going to need. Maybe Mr. Hawk needs to slide on over there Friday night. They said they may have someone giving that pregame speech. Whoa. No one can give a pregame speech like the Hawks. Are. Is it Whoa. the president of Ohio's turn to speak to the team? Are you doing that, AJ? You telling wow. the, talking to the boys? Let's go. I do not believe so, but uh, that's nice. Though. Bob, would be, Bob would be great at that. He's- what, what if you wear that split jersey? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And you say, my brother-in-law yeah. is the biggest star that's come out of this place in some time. But today, it ain't about the split jersey. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. The relic has been broke. Yeah. Here, Eichenberg's going to throw a chair. Yeah. Ryan Day's going to do his thing. I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to be like, wow, I've never been this motivated in my life. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're doing, AJ? Let's go, boys. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't playing on it, but now that you lay it out like that, yes, I think I have. All right, General. Uh-oh. That might be Marvin Harrison Jr. calling now. Say, oh, my God. No, we're I, good. We need it. I just went six to midnight. <laughs> hey, now, Pat, I got to listen. Are you a wrestling fan, Pat? Uh, I think so. I think so, yeah. You enjoy, you enjoy the wrestling? So, yeah. This week, I've got my Undertaker team of the week. Oh! Coming out of nowhere. Oh. The resurrection. I had them buried, coach. I had them buried. Everybody had them buried. After Florida went out to Utah uh-huh. and looked terrible, I kept wondering, why are they only touchdown favorite? Why is Tennessee only touchdown favorite in the swamp? But the Florida Gators uh-huh. came back out of nowhere and smoked wow. Tennessee, came off the mat. Off them out of the coffin, out of the coffin, like Prince, o- like Prince Oberon was dancing around there. The mountain rolled over, <laughs> grabbed their head, and just boom, exploded that thing. Wow, Graham Merce looks good. I was ready to write the Florida Gators off for dead. Heck of a job by those guys getting it done, beating Tennessee. Tennessee's got some issues. 
But Billy Napier, huge win for him because, man, he was on the hottest of mm -hmm. hot seats oh, yeah. after they have looked this year. So Tennessee had not won down there in 20 years. Mm. Damn. Billy Napier Damn. was on an incredibly hot seat, and the Tennessee offense did not look like the offense that it looked like last year. Mm -hmm. So I actually picked Florida to win that on game Hell day, yeah. and it was like, I don't want to say one of the easier ones, but like it just felt like when you're talking about yeah. humans – and how Napier was being talked about, yeah. how that team was being talked about, with how much of an advantage the Swamp is, I guess. I've never played down there, but they're talking about, like, that's one of the greatest home field advantages in all of college football because I guess the humans are. You got some dogs going. Oh, a lot of Florida yeah. guys. I guess you got a lot of Florida men. Yeah. yeah. You got a lot of Florida men and a lot of Florida women in there mm -hmm. who are losing their minds. Singing. Good for Florida. What an honor to be bestowed upon them. I know. The Undertaker team? Yeah. First ever. Oh. A lot of responsibility, too, though. Oh, my. The urn. Yeah. 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 More yeah. pressure. Uh, anything else? Do we have any other gimmicks? I mean, coach, I mean, do I need more gimmicks than that? I thought The Undertaker rising up was good. It 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 was more than That's enough. That's not selling you. I didn't know if I was <laughs> going to OD on General Bob Carpenter stuff. We appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen. The General in his top Great. five, Bob Carpenter. Yeah, General. I didn't know if we saw a Vince Carter thing. Yeah, yeah no. wasn't sure. I mean, what, I, was, what was last shot, week? Double, double shot, double shot. Yeah, yeah. Every week, new theme every week. That's my yeah. favorite part. Yeah, I like him thinking when he sees it, like a, The Undertaker gift yeah. popped up on his thing. He's like, that's Florida. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> My favorite part is when ESPN CFB puts out the Generals Undertaker team of the week this Bro. week. Florida Gators, <laughs> look out. Him getting quoted on ESPN <laughs> social media handles is oh. hysterical. So good. Just because, you know, people have been doing top 25s for a long time. Oh, yeah. A long, long time. <laughs> long since, time. since day one. Jesus then, probably did one. And then for, no, I did. would assume he had top 12. Yeah, top 12 at the time. Okay. Yeah, it was yep. top 12. Yeah, until they. He's pretty good at ranking them. Well, Judas, Judas yeah. was 12. Yeah, which unlucky. is why he... Number 13, actually, the unlucky number is where it comes from. Is that real? No, I don't know. Okay. Could have been. Hey, that could have yeah, been, though. Could have sold yeah, that. Yeah, We would have found that. out at the end of the show. Oh, but yeah. us just acting like the general's top five matters is really what matters. That's right. So, you know, his thing was like, until Ohio State gets knocked off, they're going to be up there. It's like, Georgia's the back-to-back -back national. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Yep. laughs> Instead of number two, it's like they did have a, guess, a tough outing, but they looked apart. Did you know Carson Beck quarterback has a tattoo on his lower left calf? Oh, I did not. It's like flames coming up his left calf. Yeah. Seriously. That's kind of cool. From, his, so from cool. his Achilles? Yeah, it goes up from his Achilles, and then he has something on his arm as mm -hmm. well. He has like some pretty sweet tags. Oh. I, like I did that. not expect that out of the Georgia quarterback, but I, I, I'm I'm picking up what he's putting down on there. I That's think he's awesome. going to be a That's, guy. I like that a lot. Georgia yeah. fans hate me. Why? Why? I don't even though I picked oh, Dave Pollock. Oh. Ah, sure. I'm like, sure. I feel like I was nice to you guys. I feel like I liked it. Wanted to talk yeah. about it more than most people. I Kirby think. Smart, yeah, yeah, big sure. fan of. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I took David Pollock's body. Okay, that makes sense. That's what happened. Mm -hmm. I'll still like your school. But if they lose, I got to say something bad about them. Boy, those mentions are going to get a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to do it. No I'm point. going to keep it moving. That's not for me to talk about. What is for us to talk about, though, is some of the headlines that we have not covered around the football world. Last night, we got very excited to stay in the college football world. There was an offense coordinator who's the son of the head coach out in Iowa. Yeah. And boy, we've been talking about this guy's production and how bad he is at his job uh -huh. for some time. We've actually said nepotism is on display in Iowa, and the fact that it is still existing shows that nepotism will always be a ruler of decision-making. So, Ference has been very much underperforming as the offensive coordinator for his dad, Kirk Ference's Iowa Hawkeyes. They were number 131 in the entire FBS last night, college football last year, out of like 132 teams offensively. Their defense was 
great. Their punter's incredible. Iowa's a great place. It's a powerful school with a lot of history. The offense being that terrible is unacceptable. Who's running it? Oh, the coach's son. Ah, well, Kirk, you're beloved by all of Iowa, but maybe that'll change if you don't make the right decision and get this guy the hell out of here for the good of the program, for the good of the state. So now they rework his contract. Going to have to score 25 points every single game, and then you'll get paid a little bit more. Incentivize professionalism. It happens to players all the time in the NFL and the NBA and the world knows about it. Now it's happening at Iowa. I think it was a good answer. We appreciate that. Bring in a transfer quarterback. Okay, we got a guy now. He crashes and goes through the 25-point uh, barrier one time, first time, and then he had a press conference, we thought, <laughs> yes. addressing the entire situation that hit the internet last night, and this is what he said in this press conference we saw on the internet last night. You all have had fun with this 25-point obsession, and I get it. I do. But if I'm not mistaken, we just dropped 41 on Saturday, so maybe it's time to grab a hold of your little step ladders and go ahead and... <laughs> climb out of my ass for a while. <laughs> so, <laughs> greatest answer yeah, yeah. of all time. Yeah. I hear that video for the first time. Dig sends it into the group. Yep. I see the video, and I've been pretty loud about this time uh-huh. yeah. on College Game Day and on this show just because, like, I love Iowa. I have a lot of friends in Iowa that want to Iowa. The team should be good. They're not because of this guy. It's like, yo, to hell with this guy. I watch it. I'm like, I love this guy. The man. This is my guy. I am now a big Turns out it's AI. Yeah, come on, that's not real, son of a. Oh, that's fake. That's a deep fake. That's a cool. That's where we're at right now, though. We need to know that. Yeah, scary. That can change your entire feeling about a human being. One eleven-second video made by a fake thing made me loving this guy. Mm -hmm. Not real. So if I'm Brian Ferentz, just like if I was Drake. You know, AI Drake came out and dropped like three bangers. Yeah, so good. Like old Drake beats with whole thing. And it was like, sounded like it was Drake. It was not Drake, but the songs were flame. Loved them. We're like, hey, Drake, this is what you do now. You just take that song. That's your song. Thanks to AI for making it. Brian Ferentz at his next press conference needs to walk out here, yeah. drop that line. Mm-hmm. And then he needs to say, you know, when my time is here is over and it does all come to pass. I hope they bury me upside down mm. so the world can kiss my ass and then just walk off. If he turns full heel, I will love it. But yeah, that was fake. But I was pumped up about it. It's hard for me could not come out and could he come out and claim it though and be like, hey, you know, that may have been AI, but that's exactly what I was thinking. I'm the like one that made the AI. That'd be cool. Yeah. What if he said that? Yeah, I, I commissioned it. that AI. I commissioned yeah, it. And I wrote the script for that. We got to watch it though. If that's how accurate AI oh, yeah. is, that's scary. Yeah, stayed, oh, yeah. You should hear the presidents playing Call of Duty together. It, it is pretty gut wrenching. <laughs> well, Who's the best? Who's winning? Which president? Well, I think which, they're all yeah, losing, president? but it's just AI voicing all of them as if they were talking to each other through a like Call Lincoln? of Duty game. No, no, no. Like it's coming. Biden. It's coming. It is coming. AI's coming it, hard. It's yeah. here. Coming hard all over. It certainly is. Got me to like Brian Ferentz. Yeah. Yep. Well. Pump the brakes on that. But, yeah, if that would have been real, I would have been I would have been full steam ahead on the Brian Ferentz train. All right, this Tuesday show on ESPN is coming to an end. We'll be back manana with a massive, I think, Jason Kelsey and some other Michael Parsons joins us at 2.30 on YouTube and ESPN+. Plus. Be a friend, tell a friend something nice. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Screws. Hey. Nice. Seeing the ball well right now. Dingers. Seeing the ball well right now. Both gobbling and Can we see the graphic from this past weekend? We didn't do this the first week, AJ. I do apologize, but I'm seeing the field well right now. You know, I'm seeing the board well right now, AJ. Why didn't we do it the first week? Well, we did do it the first week. Just not as often Later on. as we're going to do this yeah. this Later week. Yeah, I mean, you're on fire, man. This is good. I think so, too. Yeah. And now I'm at the point where it's like, let's not overthink this. Nope. Okay. Game day. Tony and I sit down, chit-chat. It's like easy, 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 eight and one. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. 
Very. All of a sudden, now we're 9, 4, and 3. It's like, Very wait good. a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we seeing football well right now? Let's not overanalyze anything, but let's start understanding where we are right now, maybe for the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's how I woke up this morning. After last night, obviously there was a push that's going to happen. But whenever I get the Steelers beating the Browns, where it makes no sense why that should have happened. I actually said that last yesterday when I was making the pick. It was like, this makes no sense. After what the Browns did to the Bengals last week and how the Pittsburgh Steelers looked against San sure. Francisco 49ers, getting two and a half at home, the Browns should just beat the hell out of the Steelers team. And with that being said, giving the Steelers mm-hmm. is yeah. what I said, actually. That's my new way of thinking. That's not great, I don't think, but also happy it's working. That was a uh, big theme in week two. Teams that looked bad in week one did come back and and end up either covering or winning in week two. And you shouldn't have been. I mean, same old Browns, my friend. I mean, it's going to be every single year, yep. year after year. Doesn't matter what they do. Same old Browns. What you say? Say it with me. <laughs> same old Browns. Yeah, you were getting real loud last night on the edge. I seen you. Because you were being real quiet during the day. Nobody talk about this game. Nobody uh-huh. talk about this game. Well, Let's pull, talk about the Panthers Saints. And then all of a sudden, once things start happening, you're like, well, 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 would you look at that? <laughs> Cleveland Browns are back to being the Cleveland Browns again. Stupid, poopy, elf team Browns. That stink. That's <laughs> I had, what you're I had doing to pull like. out all the stops yesterday. All the tricks. All, I had to go deep into the bag yesterday. Be very pessimistic. I haven't picked a Steeler game in three years. I picked the Browns yesterday. You know, you got to do it all. Wow. I hate it. Tony. I hate it so much. Why? Because it worked. Yeah. Well, and he, the five things he cares about in his life. Oh, yeah, the five pillars. Yeah, yep. football, family, faith, faith, faith job. Uh, job. Job was the last one. Remember, we had to, it was <laughs> yeah. the four pillars of your life. And his gambling record, though. Oh, yeah, your gambling And he record. laid that last one on the line. For the brownies. Well, that football comes before How are you guys doing hammer down? We winning or not? Pretty good, actually. That sounded like a maybe voice. Two and zero, two and zero last night. Hammer Don boys, oh yeah, they're good guys. Six and two on Sunday. We're we're cooking a bit. Hammer Don boys are always cooking. It feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's get to a break. Hour three will be on the other side. Michael Parsons will join us in about thirty-five minutes. Oh, Can't yeah. Wait for that combo. Mm-hmm. Maybe he does though. Zeta brought up something good in my uh, ear whenever they move the time. Remember, he was supposed to do undisputed every week, and yep. he just never did it. Yeah. Right. For the first. What one. if Michael just doesn't come on? That'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Be cool. If that was the case. I'd appreciate it. Yeah, he would. I would respect it if he was like, that's my thing, yeah. Yeah, sure, I'll come on. <laughs> He's Michael Parsons. He can do that. Work yeah, whatever he wants. He can literally do that for the next 15 years. He's just getting started right now. Yeah. yeah. We forget about how young he is. So if he you get paid. just getting started, yeah. AJ, in this entire game. I mean, how much, are they going to pay him a billion dollars when he is up? Like, what do you pay? 300. Are you going to ask him that? Are you going to ask him? Yeah, we're going to have to. If this goes in, he's coming on. Okay. <laughs> Universe, let us know. Come through. Yep. Oh. I'm sure he had eyes good. on that uh, Bosa contract situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> good for Bosa. Probably get 200 guarantee. Come on, Universe. We want to talk to him. Yeah. We do want to talk to him. <laughs> oh. Look good. Felt good. Universe. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Come on, universe. Oh no. Come on. Oh, jeez. Come on, universe. Oh. Yep. Is there bad news? Well, allegedly he got pulled into a meeting. Okay. Son of a bitch. Those Tuesday meetings. Off the board then. Come on. Maybe next year. Gotta aim right. Maybe not. Long toss right there. That's a oh, oh, oh. oh. It's a long toss. It is. 
full basketball court. Oh, oh man. I mean, that was a good bag. Good bag. Good bag. Dialed in. Some lube on that board. There it is. Oh, oh my God. you need Set that thing perfectly. sliding a little bit. Oh, my God. Now you blocked yourself. Push it! Ah, I'd have to go overhand to get that. Yeah, you can hit a jumper right there. There yes. it is. Oh, ooh, <laughs> that was close. Bonus ball. All right. I think he's coming on, even though the universe doesn't sound like it. The Duke. Oh, oh no. Duke. Oh, man. Duke was that feels down. like a hard cancel now. I was going to say, yeah, that that was down. Duke never lies. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big go to hell. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Hey, coming on. Coming on. Coming on. I'm like Steph Curry in high school. I watched that documentary. Mm-hmm. The coach had recruited him to Dayton or whatever. So I watched him miss 15 shots straight. And that 16th one went up with so much confidence. It was at that point we knew we had a guy. Because it was a bad night for him. But he wasn't scared to shoot the rock. I was hoping the universe would show up. Mm -hmm. It did. And it certainly did. We got Mike Parsons on 30 minutes. Hopefully. No. Go, Mike. Hopefully. What do you mean? The universe Ball just went in. Micah Parsons is the universe, gentlemen. We, we do not control a universe. Oh, no. No, but you just made the last one. Jeez. I'm yeah. telling you right now. Let's get to a break, all right? Let's all have positive vibes. I don't need your shit right now. Uh, look, I, Yep. Yep. We don't need... We can't go out on a miss, especially with your negative. Look, I that agree, but I'm just trying to be real. Is that going in the cornhole board? Yeah, I'm sorry. prepare you guys for Ooh, my yeah, it. Got it. Oh. <laughs> that was a hell of a talk. Yeah, you've been spinning the, <laughs> the Wilson uh, ball. That's tough to control. Yeah, it is. I was like with the Colorado women's soccer team. Mm -hmm. We're doing that crossbar game for 25 yards. It's like 25 yards. And this is like a dude perfect operation. Got back up to like 60 because yeah. I don't have the touch to do this mm -hmm. thing. Post Terramana, nonetheless. Yeah, I was going to say you're boozed up. Yeah. Dude, so. But like with that Russell Wilson football, oh no. I don't have the touch on that thing. We need to see how far we can get that and put a bucket. 600 yards. That's the problem is you have no idea where that thing's going either. I mean, I calibrate it the best I can, but mana. Yeah, you truly don't know the mana. Oh, bonus ball, ball, bonus ball, bonus ball. ball. Oh. oh, lava. It's not coming on. I'm worried about it. A lot yeah. of misses. <laughs> Based on what we know. All right. That's, I mean, we're done. Let's take a break. Let's have positive vibes. Okay, yep. let's say Mike is coming on. Okay. Yes. All right. He's coming. Be your friend, tell a friend something nice. And also, let's hope this graveyard doesn't happen again. A lot of misses lately. Mm -hmm. Can't have it. All right. <laughs> D, but good news. You're going to be doing everything DB here after our conversation with Micah Parsons that could potentially be taking place in about 21 minutes. <laughs> we wait. have changed the marquee up there. Will Micah come on the program? Go ahead and use hashtag PMS yes or hashtag PMS no Ooh. on the X app. And obviously PMS stands for Pat McAfee show. Right. We should change that to... Uh, Mm, next time. Hashtag the PMS. Yes. Nice. Hashtag. Well, that's even worse. I was yeah. say, you can't. I am so sorry that that's my name. People get very upset about us using that. But anyways, that's not all me to worry about. That's on everybody else. Hashtag PMS yes or hashtag PMS no. Will Micah end up coming on the program? Maybe throw the live in there because hashtag PMS lives in the corner. Oh, so hashtag PMS live yes? Yeah. No. Mm. No. Too much. Oh, you're saying hashtag PMS live. Hashtag PMS yes? Or uh, just hashtag PMS live with the answer after it. Oh, you're saying no, but that doesn't. That's not. <laughs> that's not the game. The game is 
which one of these is going to get used more. You yes, know what I mean? yeah. Like, I, I thought that we're trying to figure out the game by making it not say just PMS, yes or no. Well, certainly. I mean, it's your name. You can't fucking what did do I anything do? about it. What do you want me to do know? about it? Sorry. 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 Too late. You were born that way. Anyway, I was born this way. Yep. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Congrats. You and Shout out Gaga. Gaga. Thank you, Gaga. Thank yep. you, Gaga. Love Gaga. What a song. She's good. Yeah. What an artist. What's her, what was the... Hey, in the shallow. No, that's a that's different song, but she's very good in that one. Just, Just dance. Gonna be okay. What's the other one? Poker face, too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. P -p 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 poker face. Pop, pop, poker face. Was that a Britney Spears song where she spelled out a, a thing with using a bunch of words? If you seek Amy. Boom. There, if you seek Amy. Yeah, that's what she was saying. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, and now, now I would like to say... That when Aaron told us, see you next Tuesday, yeah. oh. you know, he, I don't know what he was doing there. Me neither. Because he was kind of on his, you know what I mean? He yeah, could have had some drugs still in his system, maybe. Because he was He's fresh druggy. out. druggy. What do you think, no, AJ? No, you officer, th I didn't think of it in the moment, but you never know with that guy. He's pretty calculated, so maybe it was something. He said, I'll see you, guys. I'll see you next Tuesday. And yeah, it was like, he's trying to say oh, something. What are you? He was calling us. Is he talking to you? Talking to me? I mean, probably me, yeah. Does he call you that a lot? Because we didn't see him this no. Tuesday. We didn't. Oh. <laughs> we didn't see him, you know? No. No. Mm. I text this morning. Hey, is Friday good? Question mark? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I thought well, I thought we were going to see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, you said it. Was that his so? Did he so say were you? So were you definitely. Did, did, what do you think, AJ? You think he was calling? Well, should we think about well, How should we think about this, you think? I mean, we should definitely analyze it over the next two to three days, and we'll ask good. him on Friday, maybe. All right. Was that actually him that you talked to, or was it AI? Yeah. See, this is the deal. Or now was, that was it a hologram? That, was it a clone? Now that we see that Brian Ferentz thing, mm -hmm. it's going to be hard for me to believe anything on the internet ever, because that was his face. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was his words, yep. mm -hmm. and it was the best thing I've ever heard him say, yep. For sure. and I fell in love with him. How easy could somebody get me going the other way? Oh, oh my yeah. God. Don't love Imagine it. if he would have said something like, you think I'm bad. You should see our kicker and our punter. They're the absolute worst. And it's like, I hate <laughs> that guy even more. Yeah. Probably lead off the show with how bad I hate this guy. Mm -hmm. And then lo and behold, it's just AI kind of, we got to be a little bit more patient with everybody these days, I yep. think. Because we don't know what's real and what isn't real. Any community notes on that, too. I mean, what are community notes for, for if, we, if you know, we're you. just going to let this thing run away? It was me who got got. The wheel. It was, and then I got got. And I, I mean, I didn't even know what Ferris looked like till yesterday. So I got got because that could have been, you could have told me that that was, you know, Bingo. Tom Brady and I would have believed. Bingo. And I, I figured it out within six seconds that I got got, but it, you you had already put one out there. And I, I just, oh, Do you know how happy I was when I saw that? As happy as I was when I saw it. I said, I love this guy. Yeah. This I, is my guy. Unfortunately, I knew because he is one milk toast son of a bitch, no personality. I knew he would never say something like that, so I knew almost instantly. But <laughs> but it was fun in the moment. It was a lot of fun. All right, the New York Post has reported that a feces-covered man on LSD, cocaine, and marijuana yes. uh, jumped into a pit at the new Buffalo Bill Stadium site. Feast. So he was fully naked. Uh, he obviously was covered in feces, having himself quite a day, quite a night. Yep. Who knows mm -hmm. what Who's concoction. What's that? It was on Sunday, too. Whose feces was he covered in? Uh we're guessing it's his, that he was pooping into his hand saying it's oh. wartime, yeah, and then he was jumping oh. into the construction really? site that is the new stadium. This leads to a conversation about, hey, let's tighten it up, okay? <laughs> this guy can barely stand up and poop all over him, and he's able to get in there. <laughs> yeah. Let's assume some other people maybe will be. But also, I heard last week that uh, the biggest uh, buffalo that's going to be out front is only 11 and a half feet. No. I was told by Bean it's big-ass buffaloes. Nothing I'm hearing out of this new Buffalo Stadium site is good. 
We got poop-covered LSD dudes, mm. yep. and we got small buffaloes, which are actually bison. Right. So what are we, AJ, what are our thoughts on the, you know, it's good for buffalo that a new stadium's coming, but all everything we're hearing is bad and shitty. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. You got to, I mean, is it possible that this guy was hired by somebody and sent him there to protest the, the small bison or buffaloes that they have out front like, because we know that they have to be at least 40 to 60 feet tall? Darius, we will assume this was a white man, so you don't have to say it. Sure. Okay? We will assume this <laughs> well, was a yep, white man probably. doing this up there in Buffalo. How long did he have poop on himself, too? Like, was he walking around for hours and hours just turds all over him? Because that would smell for miles, I think. Yeah, Buffalo, though. They, it smells up there to begin with. Ah, Buffalo's beautiful. Right. beautiful. This, they got a lake up there. Look, I vacation in Buffalo. Believe me, I love the place, but this is just another Sunday for Buffalo fans. I don't know why this is news. Yeah, and we can continue the conversation about the Buffalo Bills having negative news coming out of there. Takeo Spikes yeah. and the NFL legends were invited to be captains and speak to the team, <laughs> and then they obviously put him in a spot where he couldn't see most of the field. So mm. they're, that's why they need a new stadium, they yeah. said. We need a new stadium, but I think Takeo Spikes was saying, you guys didn't know that I wasn't going to be able to see this entire thing. What's it? You had me talk to the team. The, fuck? the whole song and dance. Guess who's back? Back again. Takeo Spikes. Here's a microphone and a friend. Mm -hmm. And then you can't see any of it. He said he had to leave early. That's deeper. a sweet. If he lays on his belly, you can see the whole field. Bingo. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but that's that's a tough. Or he can just, you know. Sweet. Get his allegiance to Philly. I don't know why he's going back to Buffalo. I, well, because they had his jersey. I think there was a whole yeah. song and dance. Well, uh, some song and dance if they're putting this guy they love so much in the worst seat in the entire stadium. That is something that feels like really slipped through the cracks, you know? And I like the fact that Takeo Spikes was like, this is bullshit. Yeah. yeah. This hey, is bullshit. What the hell? Got a multi-billion dollar operation going yeah. here. Mm. Asked me to come back. Right. I didn't say, hey, you know what? Mm -hmm. Have yeah. me back. Exactly. <laughs> right. Have me back. And then put him up there. Come on. Hey, Buffalo, let's get some good news out here. Mm. Hey, they did win the what? 38-10? Crushed around. Yeah. 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 Shit, man, man. man might have worked. Those need to be at least 20. Yeah. I feel like 30's aggressive. That's three stories, but 20. Do it. How big is that? Do 30. No. I mean, that was a huge conversation for us, though. You know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, with yeah. Bean. We saw the rendering. The rendering, look how giant they were. That's what we're expecting. Well, we thought we were just going to get one 60-foot buffalo. I, I Which is actually... What they should do? A bison. Which Yeah, is, yeah true. We found that out this, this That literally, we cannot, we cannot stress enough that we've been bamboozled. Not by this drawing, because we have not seen a single one of these bison in front of this, but by the fact that we're even calling it a bison makes me feel like I've been lied to my entire life. Mm -hmm. I agree. So they were talking about Ralphie out there in Colorado, and they're like, she's actually a she, you know? So the pronouns are she, her, and yep. I added it as well, right? Because right. it's an animal. Uh -huh. Correct. But then I added on to that conversation, I got one better. Not only is Ralphie a she, Ralphie's not even a buffalo. No. So Ralphie's a female bison yep. that we're portraying as a male My buffalo. Boy, yeah. Ralphie doesn't deserve that. It's bull. But we need to make sure these bisons have big old balls yep. and are <laughs> big old tall. Mm -hmm. That's what we need. And I think Buffalo has been very clear with that. I think we have a good enough relationship with the Buffalo Bison Bills um, Bills. that we should ask them who is responsible for the Buffalo Bison statues so that we can actually have a conversation with them. Yeah, I would like to talk, I would like yeah. to, talk to them. Or call yeah, let's reach out to the Buffalo Bills. Can you call, uh, just call Brandon Bean, actually. Cold call yeah. Brandon Bean right now. Yep. Okay. Let's see. 
He's got nothing going on. No, no. Come to get the developer on, on the line, too. Whoever's developing the stadium, yeah. get them on the line. Yeah, so, you got enough to worry about with your team and injuries yeah, around the league yeah. and getting better and mm-hmm. your team's great. But also, you told us, big-ass Buffaloes. Yeah. Yep. And the internet said, Bean ain't lied to us. Yeah. Bean's the man. Mm-hmm. And then now we're here in 11 and a half foot. That's a basketball hoop. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Yeah. That's a pretty big bison. No. People it's, are going to be climbing all over that thing. They need to make them bigger. When you put it that so way, uh, we are FaceTiming Brandon Bean right now, just so we do. When know. you put it that way, that is kind of a big bison. That's yeah, a but, big bison, look, dude. But look at the buffalo. Not compared to the stadium. Look True. at the bison behind you, Pat. I mean, if it's 11 That's foot, how much of it is actual bison and how much is it just standing? I don't want to this, but perspective is yeah. what it is. So that is, Very that's probably what, a six foot, five foot, eight? Yep. yep. Oh. Are they taller six or smaller be, in Buffalo? Six foot here. Taller. Okay. So, so three X would have like been. eighteen. Yeah, eighteen, twenty feet. Yeah, make right. it thirty. Make it an even thirty feet. Twenty tall. feet. I feel like the back there is about eighteen. I mean, I'm not. You tell this person should be in the NBA. Those might be four feet people though. <laughs> no, not this guy. Look at this guy. We don't know what night it is at Buffalo. I think that's Josh. I mean, this guy is fucking we're going huge. On, we're going on twenty twenty four. Jumper. I mean, I think we're kind of past the statues. Make them big AI. Buffalo oh. robots, maybe they're just moving. Oh. Did the Colts giving do people the, uh, uh, <laughs> artificial real life Takate floating around the stadium yet? No, I, I don't give a shit about Augmented. the whale anymore. No, Augmented it's dead actually. Reality. They do not give a damn. Yeah, uh, right. I saw a rest in peace Takate sign in Colorado this week. That's right. They care over there. They don't give a shit here. And now that their bell cow is gone, if it's not making money for the team, who cares? Who? Talkie Day. Talkie Day wasn't making money for the team. Talkie Day was costing yeah. Oh, yeah. Quite the a owner of the team like $30 million. Yeah, but that is what Jim would want to spend. Okay, let's talk about this now. Yes. Nick Chubb out. They're going to get a Kareem Hunt back in there? We all assume oh, they're going to make a running back decision? Mm. Or are they potentially trading for Jonathan Taylor, AJ? Or Your thoughts? The Jonathan Taylor trade does seem a bit intriguing to me. Like, do you think that could happen? Who would they give us? First, man, Picks. what do you have to get? Yeah, there's. they don't want to give up what they would have to give up, but I think they would love to have them. I, I said this earlier on first take. I'll say it again. Give us Amari Cooper and Brownie the Elf. That'd be cool. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, Brownie the Elf sweeping the floors around the facility. Mm-hmm. And welcome to your new job. They'll have blue, just DDTM. And then, bingo, every single play. Every, every single practice, every single TikTok, yep. every single game. Sorry about it. This is your new life. Your old team, though. Gets Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. And then Mari Cooper. That's not too much to ask. And how about our source off? Joe Buck won. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big Joe time. Amari Cooper still got it. Deshaun Watson to Amari Cooper. Hell of a tag team out there. I don't think the Browns have anybody or anything that maybe would make Jim Ursay or Chris Ballard say, you know what? Yeah. We'll throw you a lifeline because of something devastating happening in week two with the way your team has been built around an elite running back, and we have to have one. Maybe they'll give a couple ones, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe they're so desperate. Do they have them after? Uh, I thought uh, this Deshaun? was Deshaun, this no, year or next year. All of them, I believe. But you, that you four, can find four, three first. Was it three? You can find a couple. <laughs> you're, not a couple you're not getting a couple ones. They definitely next year have one. Chris Ballard's going to sit there and take something, though, isn't he? I mean, that's what he's proven. Yeah, of course, he should. I mean, is is Jonathan Taylor for sure not going to play for the Colts or what? I think the coach, actually, I think Shane Steigen actually said we we're going to get JT yeah. back in a couple weeks off of PUP. Yeah. So Feels we'll like see. it. Unless yeah. they can get a, a, a one and some oh, yeah. stuff for him. Well, Jonathan Taylor put a video out on the internet from himself working out saying, hey, I'm healthy, pretty much. I think that's what the message was. Looked good, yeah. Looked, looked like he was healthy. He was letting people know he was healthy. I don't think that was for Colts fans. No. I don't think that was for Colts fans. Loading. I mean, even one of the other wide receivers the Browns have, Peoples-Jones or Elijah Moore. We don't have any. Okay. Exactly. Great to have. Njoku. 
Listen, I love that he had a pretty good game last night, a couple big-time <laughs> plays, and Njoku's done his thing. I was introduced to Njoku, though, mm-hmm. by Hugh Jack City saying, all right, punishment, Njoku. You got to go catch 30 balls on the jugs. If it's being viewed as punishment to go get extra work on the jugs, on hard knocks, <laughs> I don't want that guy on my team. Yep. Now, granted, he's obviously a freak athlete, mm-hmm. and I assume he has evolved and changed since then. But that was my first in- introduction to him, and my first thought was like, punishment to go catch balls. This is a requirement. What do we? Also, yeah. the Colts don't need another lumbering six foot five tight end. They have like ten of them on the team already. But Cam Akers is allegedly available for a trade as well. Ooh. So Cam Akers was a bench healthy, healthy scratch, scratch. Yeah. for the Los Angeles Rams, and he put out a tweet and saying, "I was just as surprised as you guys." And then old buddy who's backup William uh, Kyle Williams, Kyle yeah. Williams, he was dancing. Yeah, he's, he's been good he's been start. very good both weeks. They were using him in a way that it was a big hey Cam, sorry about it type fashion. Did, should we look into that? Cam Akers still got. I saw him week one. I thought he was great. I would absolutely look into it. I would, I would assume they are, too. I mean, Cam can't be super happy being a, a late scratch to the game and he didn't even know what was going to happen. What? what? Last year. It's been, yeah, yeah. This, go, yeah. this goes back. I, Usually they communicate Mc, that at least a day before. Him and McVay do not get along. I don't know what it is. I don't know if McVay doesn't like him or something happened because, yeah, this, this is dated back to last year, and then they kind of it made it seem like bygones were bygones going into this year, but if it's already happening this early. And then McVay, I think, came out today and said, like, hey, our intention, yeah, is to trade him. So yeah, and you usually don't hear that, right? You know, that open from a head coach. And like you said, last year, I think the kick off the season, everybody was surprised at his lack yeah. of usage. Um, yep. You know, opened up against the Bills, um, I believe. So it's it's interesting. I'm sure it'll come out at some point what's been going on behind the scenes with him. But he could be a name, obviously, going to Cleveland as well. Kareem Hunt, I'm surprised he's still a free agent. At, at yeah, what's point. going on there? Have we heard anything? Mm-hmm. Workout, went to the Saints, didn't go in the building, came to the Colts. For some reason, they didn't sign him. There was, like, so many different alleges, like, well, the contract wasn't enough, and then the physical wasn't something, and yep. then this, and then that. There was so much conversation. I don't think we've heard anything from him since, have we? Does he have any – is there any physical issues? I would imagine it's it's mm. just money that they want to lowball him, and he's probably thinking, no, like, I'm a lot better than that. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. That's yeah. what the agent said, I believe, is that they have multiple offers. They're just mulling it over, trying to wait and figure out what place is the best for Right team. When's he going to wait to? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's week three. <laughs> week three. Wait yeah. to see who's good. Let's Sounds see who's going to be really good this year, and that's when I'll, I'll – you know, take my stuff there. Do the Browns have money? Enough for him. I think so. I think so. I think they just restructured uh, Deshaun's deal and, and they yeah. got some money. Give it the- more up front and for them to clear more space. So maybe they are, you know, the team that will offer a deal that Kareem Hunt cannot refuse. And maybe this is exactly what he's been waiting for. You know, because I think he knows the system. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Knows the system. Very knows well. the team. Yep. Feels like it could be a good start uh, to a – a bounce back for them after. I mean, that Chubb injury, bub, that was quiet. Yeah. Anytime yeah. everybody's just quiet, it's like, oh, something real serious has happened. I guess the conversation was last three Monday Night Football events. Uh huh. Now, Demar Hamlin was the last one, was it? Yeah. That was the last one of the regular season last year. Oh my god! Yeah. And then Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. and then now the Nick Chubb. Yep. But Carolina Panthers Saints game had nothing. Yeah, so. exactly. Let's make sure we just think about that. So Fow- Fowler, Orlovsky, Riddick probably on the call for the rest of the Monday Night Football yeah. game. So Orlovsky maybe the luck. Well, Shaq Thompson is now oh, off. Oh, that's right. That's a good is. point. Yeah, he blew yeah. his ankle out, so he's out for the year. He's but Monday Night Football is starting to become a tough Ooh. spot. And, I mean, that's the truth. We got an extra day rest. I mean, it's, it's, it's still football at the end of the day. Yeah. Some things you can't avoid. Good yeah. chatter around the internet about that being a grass field. 
last oh, yeah. night for Nick Chubb did, as opposed did to you see when they showed uh sorry when they showed um Deshaun going through his pregame like meditation with his guy and Troy yeah. and Joe were talking about it yeah. no what happened I didn't see it it's pretty awesome <laughs> Troy they were talking they were showing him they said they're what do you say there's Deshaun Watson with one of his members of his team or his mental team or something he was kind of doing like a just visualizing meditation on the Eyes bench before closed. the game and Troy Troy's explained it for like 20 <laughs> seconds in the last like eight seconds he just Started laughing and just finished it. It was awesome. <laughs> Troy Aikman's laughing he and laughing. He could hold it. In. Oh yeah, he I did not hold see it anymore. Yeah. I love like, Troy's like, hilarious. This guy sitting over there with prior surface, just going through whatever. It was. It was a scene. I guess the mental. Here it is. We have the video with audio. Shout out to the back room there in ZD, baby. Here we go. This is pregame. This is during the game. They're talking about this. Yeah, pregame. Yeah, during. That's a member of his performance team that's sitting next to him. He's doing some visualization, maybe a little meditation, but definitely was going through the visualization part of it. And we'll see whether or not that pays dividends for him. Troy, it's a new era. You know, I've heard there's like mental, everybody has a mental coach now. Like everybody has ways to combat negative thoughts from outside like performance team i think what got troy early on when he had to mention from that's one of the members (laughs) of his performance team i think like the formal name of saying that for a like an individual player troy probably is like i've never heard of this before i think that was something that i was like intrigued by after going up to colts camp and like hearing about that Hmm. every one of these guys has like a mental coach and like everything i'm like that's good i guess if it works you know what i mean it seems like there's a lot going on hopefully it won't be too much for everybody to kind of manage but i appreciate the fact that people are seeking things and seeking people to put them in the right headspace but also i got a body team an arm team gotta have a right balance at some point too like you can't be all mental coach got a cardio team got a mental team got a mental assistant got this it's like that's a lot and i assume deshaun mentally has had to really put up some boundaries and some walls over the last couple of years you can see why a guy like aikman would just be like you know shit back in my day i mean we're not doing any of this bullshit and i went out and won however many super bowls you know like a lot of those guys i think oh yeah think all this stuff is a joke but we'll see like you said deshaun i mean he's he's been through the ringer so he might need you know a mental coach i appreciate the fact though that guys are going all in on the mental aspect of the game yeah but how do we know that all these mental coaches are the right ones i just look at that guy what is that guy is that guy improved has that guy accomplished anything that was talking to Deshaun Watson? i guess he's read a book on how to accomplish stuff i assume the guy's Really highly touted, but I see some of these mental coaches on the internet, Ooh. and none of these motherfuckers have accomplished anything. Why is anybody listening to how this person? You know what I mean? That's a tough thing. They say you can't take opinions from people that you wouldn't want to trade lives with, or something like that. Mm. Whenever it comes to like your field or something like that, and everybody's a mental guru all of a sudden. So it's like finding the right person. I think is a bigger deal than maybe just doing it as a whole. Because what if you just got a scam artist in there? Like, yes. Here's the deal. This is what you need to do. Because it, eventually it's going to get all to get tested. I would assume. Well, in every team, I thought is starting to do the sports psychologist thing. So if Deshaun, that's a part of the CBA, I do believe. Yeah. So if Deshaun Watson brings his performance guy in, is this kind of like a Patriots Alex Guerrero situation where? The sports psychologist for the Browns might absolutely fucking hate this guy's guts and everybody that he works with, and that that just makes a feud right away for the mental people. No, I, don't, I think nowadays it's just kind of all expected. Yeah, I think yeah. nowadays it's just kind of understood. Like that's what it felt like whenever I was talking to the people that were in the building at training camp. They're like, "No, nah, this is just how it is. Mm-hmm. Like this this guy's mm-hmm. mental coach has this 
regimen. Like, there's some guys that, like, I think, uh, I don't know if this is at the Colts or another building. It was being told to me, oh. and I sound like Troy here laughing about it. But there's, like, some guys that, like, have a 15-minute all-dark, like, I don't want to say, like, a darkness retreat, but, like, scheduled into their day every single day that them and their doctor have kind of, their mental coach has kind of put together. And I, I, so that's just, like, prescribed. And they're like, yeah, it's just part of what him and a doctor put together. And I'm like, so you guys got to provide the closet for them to go? Mm -hmm. Is that how it goes? It's like a whole new Mm. world. I have no idea what these guys are going through in a modern era with social media and it being right in your face mm-hmm. all the time. So I have no clue, but it feels like they are very focused on their mental toughness, which I appreciate, but hopefully it pans out and works out. That, that's become a big thing in the NHL. I don't want to get too far off topic. Goalies do this a lot before the game. They go out to the bench and they sit the, at the ice and they try and visualize and just work their eyes and move all around. Do they just, have a coach next to them? No. So a little bit. Visualizing is great. I have no issue with that. Like visualizing stuff is great. It's uh, all of it's like there's a lot of great mental coaches and people out there. But the question is, how do you sift through the garbage ones to find the the good ones? And then what if you know when you start doing a lot of things, it's like what happens if you know some guy you know something happens to your guy or you don't have that anymore? Then it's like oh shit, I didn't get my 15 minutes in the day. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, it is important, you know. To, and it's obviously a bigger focus in the world in general in Which is good. sports on mental health and, you know, kind of having those different ways to compartmentalize different things. So, I mean, I guess whatever whatever floats your boat. But you heard Troy, and I'm sure it goes for a lot of the, you know, old school throwback guys like, you know, hey, figure tough. it out. You know, but, figure it out. I have some mental toughness, football life, whatever it is. But, you know, it's different it's different strokes of different folks. Different era, too. I completely sure. agree with what you're saying about the world having a different view on mental health, which is good news. I think we've yep, made great. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, because back in the day, it was just like, oh, stop being like that. Sure. Like, well, actually, I got some real stuff going on. I appreciate us learning that. And also, with the world, with the two years of COVID, everybody being in their houses mm-hmm. and separated from everything, mm-hmm. I mean, there is a lot of mental health conversations. But at some point, when you're a professional athlete, though, like the mental part of it is the separator. Yeah. Like that oh, is yeah. what make Kobe, the Mamba mentality, they talk about it. Mentality yep. is, you know, in your head. Michael Jordan, it's like here. Like the guys and women that are at the top of their crafts whenever it comes to competitive things, in here is where they are the strongest. Stronger than everybody. Tough day, who cares? Bounce back. Tough practice, don't want to do it? Go through it. Work out in the morning, don't want to do it? I was out last night, who cares? You show up and do it. It's like the mentals of the greats are what separate them from everybody else. And hopefully these mental coaches are able to bring that out of more people. I guess that would be the goal. But also, are all these mental coaches all on the same plan to make you that particular type of human? Or are they trying to make you something different? I guess that's a conversation for somebody smarter than me. Yeah, and I would imagine it's a very fine line to find one of these guys who isn't, you know, like if, if you get one of these guys who's just blowing smoke up their ass nonstop and like not really being honest with them. And then so like if you're not playing well, you're really not getting anything out of it because this guy's still just pumping you up, telling you how great you are. Hey, you just got to stay the course, keep doing what you're doing. Everything's going to work out. And then if it doesn't, it's like, you know, you're going to end up being in a much worse spot than you were initially. Okay. I am uh, looking at the clock. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have done this since. Yep. Oh, yeah. Do you see the time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do see the time. So it appears as if those who put <laughs> the uh, PMS know. Would be the people that are on the right track. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Congrats to them doing it. Congrats to them doing it. Yeah. Good win. I, I think there's. I think this is just one of those. It's things. a gimmick. He's got a lot it's of meetings. Extra meetings, probably. Well, he's the best player. Well, they got a big matchup. Best player in ball. Big matchup. They got. A, well, he's got a tough matchup this weekend. His 15 minutes might be right now too. 
where he's just doing nothing. I see. That's what I'm saying. I like. I think there's still some guys that are <laughs> that don't do it. Just a little old school, really? and it feels like Micah is one of those guys. Oh. You know what I mean? Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not saying that with anybody. I think everybody should be. Tr- Striving to be the best version of themselves. I think every athlete should be striving to be the best version of themselves. But I do appreciate the fact that Troy Aikman saw that and couldn't contain himself. <laughs> yeah. I do appreciate that. Throwback. I bet Joe was just kind of – just kind of had a little, little smile as Troy was reading it, and Troy probably felt Joe's energy. They're Speaking so- of the coverage, how do we feel about Scott Van Pelt and the boys on Monday Night Countdown? Uh, I, I thought it was good. I think it's gonna. Um, I mean, you started out like that, there, yeah. Just say what you think. <laughs> well, I, uh, what? Whoa, AJ. I what do you? Saying, what do you think? AJ? I am. Saying, you, I know how thinking. Connor thinks. He goes, oh, I thought it was good. We know how he feels. About I it. did. It was good. What's wrong with it, Connor? What are you saying, AJ? I'm saying it was good. I'm saying Connor was trying to to sugarcoat it, maybe. Well, no, oh. I'm not sugarcoating it. I just think they need a couple more reps, and I also think that you know maybe there's a chance that they were having a little too much fun. Up there, you know, oh. that can happen sometimes when you're loving it so much that, you know, you kind of start joking around and one guy who maybe is one of the best at doing what he does in the game gets a little ticked off at these funny guys having so much fun around. What are you talking about? I'm just saying when they picked who was going to win the Saints and the Panthers game, SVP looked like he was about to blow a gasket. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And if you were to go back and watch it and listen to it, you might pick up on that. Oh, as well. so you're picking up one 30 second block well, of that entire thing. Well, I, I watched the whole thing. I can't say I listened to the whole thing, but I, it was on the TV for the entire time leading up to that game. And I, and I know for a fact that when it got towards the end, around seven, maybe 702, maybe it was 658. SVP was about done with the pregame show for the Saints uh, Panthers. I think maybe he wanted to move on to Browns Pittsburgh. You know, you know what they need to do. I, I'm excited for them to be on location every week. That's yeah. what I didn't understand because they were in the studio last night because there was two different yep. games, and I yeah. think they didn't want to, you know, pick or choose or just do it easier. You go to Pittsburgh though, do exactly. that show. It's going to have a lot more energy and environment and everything yeah. around them. That's whenever they'll really get going. So the first couple of weeks, they've obviously had to learn each other a little bit. Okay. Sounds like you think they need to learn a little bit about each other as they continue to go on Maybe. air. Maybe. But them being live on location is much yeah. better. Have to do it. Ha- just have to do it. Because I think next week's two games as well. It is. Pick one and go to it. Yep. <laughs> Which one? First one or second one? Uh, well, if those guys want to get home earlier, then yeah, go to, you know go to the first one. That's fine. You can get out, you get your flight, get out of there a little bit quicker. But what are the two games? I mean, were they good. done? Were they done uh, after the first game kicked off? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I don't maybe think they, it's a halftime show. I think they went to Philly and Tampa, and then uh, the Rams and Cincy. Uh, I know SVP was Boom. doing interviews after the game from. from studio. Yeah, but that was for his because if they're center, right? if they're doing halftime. You can't do. Yeah, yeah. Well, can't go to one of them. Right? I thought they did halftime. What's that? I'm pretty sure that they did the halftime. I would assume they did the halftime. Yeah. By that point, uh, Pittsburgh Browns was kind of. SVP was also doing the drop-in update from the yes. other place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know nice. what I mean? Hey, Carolina Saints game. As I was watching the Browns Steelers game, they were also doing that double box that a lot of Pittsburghers were not happy about. Yeah. Ooh. I saw a lot of Yinzer saying, "I do not give a <laughs> fuck about a terrible Saints Panthers game." Get it off of my television. And then there was multi-view on YouTube TV, yep. right? Split mm-hmm. screen you were doing? Yep. A lot of people did that. So then it was split screen with a split screen. Yeah, yeah. That, that that did piss me off when that <laughs> me happened. Me too. Yeah. 
The double split. Ty, you okay? You're, that was getting you a little bit. No, yeah. It's just like, hey, I mean, there's a reason we're watching this on multi-view. We don't need the other fucking boxes in here, okay? Figure it out, YouTube, or ESPN, or ABC, or whoever this is on. Figure it out. Yinzers were like, oh, thank you for the update in taking the screen time of a 6-3 game in the NFC South. Ooh. That's what I saw. I don't know how the Browns fans felt. I assume they felt the same exact way. And I don't know if they were doing that for the Saints-Panthers game for the Steelers-Browns. I believe they were. Yeah, yeah, they were going back and forth. I assume the reaction was the exact same out of, like, mm-hmm. the... Who that people down? We ain't. Yeah, we, we don't care yeah. about what they're doing. Those are. games, you know, they stunk at different times in the game. But I, I don't think I'm a fan of the two games on Monday. Meaning, I, I mean, really? I know as a player, look, Monday night was kind of that was the night where you know everybody's watching. You know, people that hate you, people that love you, every team, every coach. And now you got two games. You got to go back and forth. Yeah. You got, you're watching one. You're getting mm. tweet updates on the other. Like, nah, just, I, just give I, me one. I would rather one game on Monday Night Football as well because it keeps it special. I yeah. appreciate the fact that they wanted more NFL games on ESPN, though. So, like, shout out them trying to get that deal done, however they go about doing it. But for me, we had to watch we had to watch a game this morning back. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. right. It's, it's impossible to watch both. You know what I mean? actually live you can't have them both on but you're not yeah, actually correct. doing it it's like it's money it's monday night football you know what yeah. I mean? yeah. it's monday night football yeah. we still got to hold monday night football as monday night football we got five more of them or three more of them yeah. this year it's always a kick in the testes too when you're watching that sunday uh sunday morning and you have all those games and then it goes to the late window and there's only two or three and it's just like hey what are we doing here? yeah ladies and gentlemen oh shit what? joining us now holy hell <laughs> Future Hall of Famer, absolute freak show on the football field. This past weekend against the Jets, he had two sacks and a forced fumble. He's flying all over the place. He's somehow faster than everybody, stronger than everybody, smarter than everybody. And he's a young man, just 24 years old, hasn't even been paid yet, out of Penn State, all pro, Dallas Cowboy, Micah Parsons. Yo, what's good, fellas? I want to let you know, Micah. There was a little bit of doubt if you were going to come on the show today. Out of a lot of us, I, will, I am pumped that you're here. Thank you for joining us, dude. Yeah, don't worry. Never no doubt on mine. Okay, okay, good. I'm happy to hear that I was on your side because on my side, there was a lot of doubt. We were worried, <laughs> but we were excited to chit-chat with you. Let's dive in. Obviously, we're listening to your podcast with Bleacher Report. You're crushing yeah. it. Way to go. I'm happy you're doing that. But we heard you break down about how this is the third year in the system, third year in Quinn's system. You feel mature. Your team is flying around more than ever. This year feels different for you guys than the past couple of years, Micah, for real? Yeah, you know, it, it feels com- completely different. I feel like there's a complete, like, 360 turnaround. Um, you know, because, you know, it's hard when you first bring in a bunch of free agent guys and you sign them to two-year deals and things like that. Um you never know how things are going to turn out, but I think the first year we were like, okay, we could really fit in the system. The second year was like everyone grew, everyone felt like, okay, now we we got the ins and outs. We learn, still learn how to play together, but I think this year, man, coming into camp after camp, we was like, man, we know we're capable of like, we all know how each other play, we all know how what each other like. Like the guys is adding Gilly, you know, the safety and. Bro, it's looking dangerous right now. I can't lie to you. Yeah, I'd say. I'm happy to hear you guys thought the same going into the season because watching you guys has been fantastic. Go ahead, AJ. Yeah, I'm curious what it's like to play for uh, for D coordinator Dan Quinn. We see him up in the up in the booth with his backwards hat going crazy. Romo's doing voiceovers <laughs> on what he thinks he might be saying. Like, how how fun is it to play for him? And and what does he do to I guess maybe simplify things or just have you guys playing so fast? Like you're all every play, everybody's flying to the ball. Yeah, one thing about Quinn. Um, he's going to make it real nice and simple for us. I mean, even in camp, he brought out, uh, you know, he brought 
some of the top guys into the room and was like, what do we like? What do we don't like? What can we throw out? What does everyone feel comfortable with? Uh, where do we want to go with this? And, you know, it's just all about us. And he don't care about nothing. I feel like he really lives God, family, and just us. Like, you know, so I think that's one thing that I give credit to. Like, he just doesn't, like, he don't care if it's on him or whatever it is. He just wants us to play fast, and he simplifies it very much. And, you know, every week he got some new stuff where he's just talking about the ball, the ball, the ball. And if you talk about the ball enough, you're going to get that thing. Yeah, and he has emotion and passion. I assume you guys love watching this. He wants to win just as bad as you guys do. And whatever you think about your career, especially in, you know, Quinn's defense, and he got some head coaching opportunities and he said, nah, mm -hmm. I'll stay here and keep doing this with the backwards hat on. He knows you guys can be historic. When we watch the highlights of you, is it him putting you in a position or you just being faster than every human on the football field? Aside from game one where you were playing Mike, I think mm -hmm. yes, the transition yeah. into the NFL has been so seemingly easy for you. Have you felt it to be the same way? You know, I just kind of found my way. Uh, I always felt like, you know, uh, I would say it's a little bit of both. He kind of puts me in these positions and he's like, hey, let's see what you can do. And I'm like, all right, now nah, just watch this. You know, he challenged me and pushes me. So I never want to let him down because, you know, I really feel like he's really like an uncle to me. But, you know, coming into the league, you know, it's always challenging. But I always had the mindset, like, man, I got to get better. Like, I can't fail. Like, And, you know, I always put that in the back of my mind. So I feel like I always go harder than a lot of other people. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're an old school guy. You feel that way? You're an old school type football player? Yeah, I definitely feel like I'm an old school soul, old school football player. And uh, I definitely feel like I bring a lot more passion to the game than a lot of guys. A lot of guys are just here just to be here. They're happy to be there. Um, versus me where, man, I feel like, you know, I have so much, so much gratitude for the game. Um, gratitude for life and, you know, just thankful for everything I got and where I'm going. Bro, they've been talking about you like Hall of Fame since, what, like week three yep. of your rookie year. How do you stay, I don't want to say humble, but like off seasons, how do you continue to want to grow? It's just like how you're raised or how you're made? Like, because they were crowning you your fourth game pretty much is like, here it is. This is the fucking next one. Yeah. This, and it, you've lived up to it. And you haven't had, a, haven't had really a drop-off, it seems like. This year, after all the hype and everything, it's like, is Micah still going to continue? You've gotten better somehow. How and why is that the case, you think? You know, I'm just so hungry. And I put, I really put my faith into the Lord, man. And, like, you know, it's easy to get complacent and say, hey, like, you're here, so you don't have to get any better. And, you know, I can definitely uh, live off just being – uh, eight to 12 sack guy for the uh, rest of my career and be a really great. Um, but, you know, the great Kobe said, are you willing to chase perfection and keep going when the distance is unknown? And that's me. It always sits in. And I'm like, man, like if Ch Kobe kept chasing and he's going after this, something special to see something that no one's ever seen before. I can too, man. So um, I definitely adapt the mindset and challenge my mindset of what I want to do and where I want to go. Hey, that mentality's not normal, bro. Congrats on having it, and congrats on executing and exercising it. Rest in peace to Kobe. Darius has a question for you. Yeah, Michael, uh, Pat talked about you being a dog from day one. Coming in, you know, being drafted, I think, is an off-ball kind of linebacker. And we saw in Hard Knocks you were doing kind of everything. What was that conversation like if it was one with you and uh, Quinn about moving – primarily to edge, which is obviously probably the second most posi important position after quarterback. Yeah, actually, you know, when I came into rookie minicamp OTAs, um, he had me do a little – because he knew I was like a pass rushing uh, linebacker when he drafted me. He was like, mm -hmm. man, I was kind of like the hedge 
Um, once the quarterbacks were taken, that's the reason why we took you because you weren't just a linebacker. You were a guy that we saw blitz a lot and won. So uh, I want to see you do a little rushing. And when he saw he said, man, how'd you do that? Like, I was like, man, I don't know. It just felt natural to me. It just seemed right. He was like, I just want to see you keep doing it. And he kind of just kept, you know, just feeding it to me. Like, he kept putting me against some backup guys, some three guys. And he's like, you know what? You're you're beating the hell out of him. Let's put you against Tyron and LC. Yeah. And, you know, they kind of beat the hell out of me a little bit. And I was like, and I was like, man, I started learning from them guys. It's like, man, how do I do this? How do I do that? And then eventually, you know, Quinn was like, uh, you could really be really good at this. Um, we know what this is like your superpower. I think you should grow in this. And, you know. He's like this stuff, this other stuff you'll learn, but he's like this right here, this is this is special. And uh I think, Man. you know, he just trusted that once once he's seen it, he just knew. Yeah, I'd say. And now you have a podcast called The Edge uh, on Bleacher Report. <laughs> I believe everybody can't wait to watch you take snaps. Go ahead, AJ. Do you uh do you ever care where you line up pre-snap? We know you can move around Dan Quinn. I'm sure every single week he's just dreaming up different ways of how he can get you to affect the quarterback. Does it matter to you where you line up or what you're doing? Nah, you know, for me, I don't care if I'm left, right, uh, middle, you know, wherever uh, the coach want me to line up, wherever um, wherever it's set up to play. Because I really like to rush all over so that way they can identify me. I feel like that's really been a difference this year. I've been over the guards. I've been over the centers. I've been over the right side, the left side. So it's hard for teams to get an edge on me where I'm at. Um, and, and instead of some guys where they just want to strictly left up on the left side or strictly just want to stay on the right side, and it's easier to find. Um, and I told Coach, I was like, man, I'm not going for that this year. I'm not staying on the right side. I need to be moving around. Like, you know, I don't want these guys to constantly be finding me. They got to come look for me. I need They need to game plan more. And, uh, you know, I told, that was like one of my things in my extra interviews, and so far it's been great. Yeah, it's working out, I think. I love the fact that Quinn also is like, yeah, bub. We'll do whatever. I've seen you on the sideline a couple plays, though, too. Are we resting? Mm. What is that? You know what I mean? I was yeah, right. Haven't we seen you out there? Have we yeah. seen you on the sideline? You know, yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, that's not my uh, call, but we got so much depth. And, uh, you know, it's hard when you got so many guys like Sam Williams, uh, Dorrance Armstrong, and you got Dante Fowler. We got such a high position group. That's like you can constantly keep guys fresh, keep guys going, uh, keep guys in the flow of the game. And so far with the rotations, it's been pretty successful in how much we've been dominating. So I don't think they're going to go away from it. And you always remember it's a long season ahead and we're thinking about Vegas, baby. So, um, you know, so I, I think there's always a part in that, too. OK, well, I'm happy to hear that you're OK with it because I was watching. I'm like, uh, we got an alien saying it. Why? I, Put him in. I didn't say I was OK with it, but I understand. <laughs> Yeah, but as soon as you get back in, you get a sack, you break. And then you're, hey, that on all fours crawl. Awesome. Hey, you're moving, bro. You are moving on that. You work on that? Yeah, I've been working on it all I can. So, like, I was like, you know, this year coming in, I was like, yo, I hope y'all know, like, I'm, like, possessed this year. Like, um, I hope everyone's ready to work. I hope everyone's ready for this line mentality. Like, I be going around the locker room growling at people. Like, I'm out there jumping around. I'm growling at Dak before, you know, and Cam. Like, I hope y'all ready for this shit, bro. Like, I'm going to kill you today. Like, I'm hunting you. Like, I'm letting everyone know, like. So when they see it, they're like, man, like, this dude's really nuts. Like, like especially some of the rookies, it's funny. Them see them coming in, it's like, bro. You really like that? I was like, 
you ain't really seen nothing yet. Like, he's like, you really a possessed lion? I'm like, yeah, bro. Like, I'm crazy. Like, I'm throwed off. Like <laughs> This kid's coming into the NFL going, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. This, like, they got an actual animal in here. Have you seen yeah. this guy? He's on all fours. Yeah. Barking. This guy's running and barking and growling at people. Yeah. And he's faster, stronger, more agile than literally everybody else on the field. Ty has a question for you, Micah. Yeah, Micah, we had J.J. Watt on, and he was talking about the, uh, the play from last week with Miles Garrett where he's kind of crossing up in front of the center and then, boom, just slips right around him for a you know, I don't think he actually got the sack, but just completely blew up the play. And he was saying how, like, some days you're just in the zone and it doesn't matter what you do. You're you're going to do whatever you want to do out there. You're one of those guys who, whenever we watch you, like, the expectation is just like, all right, he's going to have multiple sacks today or he's going to have a defensive touchdown or he's going to have a bunch of hurries or whatever. Do you always just feel like you're in the zone for 60 minutes every single Sunday? Yeah, man, and I and, it, and it's hard to even tell my family this because you know they're always like worried about me. They're like, "What's wrong?" Like, like even the day before, I go so quiet and like I'm just so focused, so locked in. They're like, "What's wrong with you?" I'm like, "Bro, I'm focused. Like, you know, I'm I'm ready to hunt. Like, I'm into my zone. Or, like, I'm going to my mental space. Like, I close my eyes. Like, I really dive into such a battle. Like, I'm preparing for war. I'm preparing to kill. I'm preparing to hunt. Like, it's a it's a space that. It's a scary place that I don't think a lot of people are willing to go. So when I say them outrageous things on Twitter, when I say looking in the eye, uh, looking death in the eye is a scary place. Like I really mean that. Like, <laughs> like when I see my offensive tackles align for me, I want them to stop avoiding eye contact. Like look me in the eye. Like I want you to know. Like this is like for real. Like. This is like serious. Hey, you gotta start wearing those red contacts. Yeah. You know those red contacts that guys used to wear. Who was that? Uh, uh, Van Bosch. Van and Bosch. He used to have those red contacts in where it was like, as soon as you look at his eyes, it's like, oh, this guy's a psycho. Yeah, mm-hmm. devil. Yeah, this guy's the actual <laughs> devil on the other side. I don't know if that's what you need to go with as opposed. No, to- I don't want to be the devil. Yeah. I want to be like <laughs> animal, animal. Yeah. yeah. So maybe man. we get like the cat slits. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. the uh, snake. Like a lot, maybe a snake yeah. eyes. Yeah. Something to think about just next year. You know, as you evolve, mm-hmm. as you continue to get better. Is there guys around the league that you watch and study film of or is there guys you chat with around the league as pass rushers yeah so i i chat a lot with max crosby i chat a lot with vaughn um i actually sent them clips like hey what do you think of this guy um i chat with uh my guy um dang why am i blacking out on this wow because you're in the zone yeah, yeah. you're an animal mm-hmm. yeah fuck yeah, this yeah. guy yeah 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 <laughs> oh uh you know, and a guy that I love to watch is Miles Garrett because in terms of just pass rushing, what he does, uh, definitely they move him around a lot and how they use him. But the thing that I like about Miles is, like, I feel like he kind of gets the same treatment as I get. Constant double teams, constant slides. Um, I think, uh, you know, when you talk about, like, disruption, I think he's, like, right there uh, tit for tat and, like, uh, the type of presence that he gets from opposing offenses. Hell yeah, and I assume he's doing the same for you. Go ahead, AJ. Uh, what's your relationship like with uh, Jerry Jones, the owner? And I would assume you're uh, going to ask him for about a billion dollars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pretty Congrats on that. Yeah. Congrats on getting a billion-dollar deal. Woo! You're way to go. Yeah. Guaranteed. No, nah, that's Mahomes. He's the one that gets billion-dollar deals. We're all just living <laughs> in Mahomes' world. Um, but, no, nah, me and Jerry super cool, man. i never seen an owner take care of his players like the way he does. Anytime I call him up or anytime I need to get a hold of him, uh, he finds a way to reach back out to me. I know he's a busy man. And, uh, you know, he takes care of me and my family. Like, you know, uh, if you find out my mom's at a game, he makes sure she's in safe, makes sure she's set up right. And then she does, he does the utmost uh, love and respect for me and my family. So I couldn't be more appreciative. Have you ever chatted with the AI Jerry Jones that's at the stadium allegedly? Have you seen nothing? No, I haven't seen nothing like that. Dude, it's real. I, I, it's they sick. gave us a video. It's him sitting down. 
on like a screen and he goes, the reason why AT&T is the, and he's answering questions so that when he dies, he can still be in charge forever. It's an incredible, there he is right there. That's AI Jerry Jones. You can ask him any question, Micah. You should go up to AI and say, all right, I saw a Bosa made. Just add another 10 to that. Yeah. And then AI Jerry Jones will say, of course you give Micah Parsons that type of deal. Bang, we're off and running. The way the the team operates, though, the way the Dallas Cowboys is, is so much different than everywhere else. All eyes are on you guys every single weekend. And, you know, the guy who's the quarterback for the team, just like you, is chatted about every single game, every single play. What is the defense's relationship with Dak? What is Dak like in the locker room that we can't see, you know, behind the curtain a little bit? And when Diggs called him a bitch, is that how you guys feel about him on the day-to-day as quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys? Nah, that's just, you know, that's just that, Dog mentality, that's that anger and aggression that you bring out challenging your teammates. You know how it gets. Hell yeah. Especially when you're really going at it each and every week and they're kind of going back and forth. Dak's trying to challenge him, throwing it at him with CD and, you know, challenging him. And, you know, Trayvon's coming up with big plays. He's like, keep trying me, keep trying me. And, you know, things like that. So it's all love, you know, and Dak's just a guy, bro. He's a guy that just likes to have fun. Uh, Dak's like a big kid. He loves outdoors. He's like playing pickleball and just competing, bro. So, uh, Dak's just one of the guys that you can never look at Dak any other type of way because, you know, for him, it, it's all love and with good intent. You know, I don't think Dak has a, a bad bone in his body. Uh, he takes care of the guys. He does really cool stuff for us. So uh, we all love and appreciate Dak for what he does for our team. And he leads. He does everything the right way. Always practicing hard. Always doing the right thing in the locker room, focus and, you know, dialed in. So, you know, you can't really say, say one bad thing about the man. You a pickleball player? I am. How are you? Pretty good? You, I bet you're a pretty good player. I'm a, I'm a world-class athlete. I tell everyone this. No matter <laughs> if it's basketball, pickleball, volleyball, I'm a world-class athlete. Yeah. Any sports you're not great at? Tennis probably a bad one, huh? Golf. 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 You know, power, power, agility, and stuff cannot save you in a golf course. It actually affects you worse. It hurts you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a problem. It's a sport to know, though, especially because you're going to be a billionaire. Right. So much money out there. Yeah, you'll go get it. Tone has a question for you. Mike, speaking of being a world-class athlete, like I see you come off the edge and I see your agility, I see your power, and all I can think about is you with the ball in your hands and then you see like what Travis Hunter's doing both ways in college. Have you have you gone up to Big Mike yet and told him that you need to get some touches on the offensive <laughs> side of the ball, maybe a couple tosses or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Big Mike actually let me get a couple scout team reps. At oh! Okay. Yeah, he he might not let y'all know that. I, I probably shouldn't have spilled the tea. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good news. That's Big Mike still got his fastball. Yeah. Is that something that you? you know, uh, well, Mike Mike's super cool, man. I be telling like like even like on uh, the launch days, I do pat and goes with the receiver. I said, Mike, you see me tracking this thing? He's like, Yes, yeah, it gets. I see you have it. You know, I just keep trying to show him glimpses of whatever uh, opportunities I can get to let him know I'm trying to touch this ball in the NFL. Let's go, Vrabel. J.J. Watt. Yep. Uh-huh. I mean, there's uh, fridge. the fridge obviously had touchdown. There's a storied history yep. of defensive players who are freak athletes scoring touchdowns yeah. in the biggest moment. Why not Big Mike? Let's talk about Big Mike. How's he been this year now that he's calling the offense? Is it a different Mike McCarthy? What do you see from him as the head coach of the Cowboys with coming into the season? His seat was the hottest in the league. Talking about now you guys are undefeated, top of the world. What have you seen from Mike and learned about from Mike about this year? Yeah, you know, I think it's been the same with Mike. You know, since I first got here, he's been a guy who showed the utmost respect for all his players, take care of his guys, uh, find ways for us to recover, find ways for us to get better. 
um, and pushes us to the limit. And, you know, he doesn't cross some boundaries, a uh, big family-oriented guy. Uh, I, mean, I mean, he's a truly great coach and a great guy. Um, I would ever, actually hate to ever see anyone like him go. I think he's more nice than any other coach in the NFL. And I think sometimes uh, people tend to take that for granted because how nice and genuine he is. So, uh, you know, that's type. And I, there's really no changes from him. He's he's just the same guy. Like, I promise. Like, yeah, I, he's the one, like, even when I came in the league and I was like, dang, we get this? He's like, yeah, we've. I've never got this. Even free agents, guys, like this is a, this is unheard of. The things that Mike does. Okay, so let's talk about. It. I've heard his motivational speeches are second to none. Smashing watermelons, mm, right? yep. giving all that stuff. He's still delivering the juice, still delivering the heat, even though he's calling. Yeah, he still he finds different ways. I say, Mike, coach, when Coach Mike wants to talk, it's very different. Like it, it's definitely nowhere near where you're thinking that he's gonna go, um, and he goes there. Like uh, we just learned about the Indian tribe and what it meant and how we should all be a family and things like that. So Carpe Omnia. Yeah. He go he goes all the way deep dives. He researches very well for his. Yeah, well he's got to reach you guys. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Sounds like on the offense he's got the fastball. The defense is flying around. Motivational speeches are great. How about you off the field? Are you a super diet guy, nutritious, you weighing all your food before you eat it? What is your what is your life like there? Yeah, I don't weigh in on my food, but I this is the first year I actually like got a chef and was like, man, like I'm going to really, like, dial in on what I eat, and I definitely feel like a huge difference in the whole thing. Yeah, like your the inflammation in your joints. They always say, like, when you eat better, it's like you're less pay in pain, you're less sore, you feel faster. All that's real? Yeah, all that's true story. Like, drinking sodas. Like I used to drink Dr. Peppers and Popeye Saturday oh, yeah. before games. Oh, yeah, so good. So good. Yeah, like, I used to. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> So you jock now? We got to sit. You have always you you shredded. Yeah, I feel like I'm pretty shredded right now. Were you last year when you were Popeyes and Dr. Peppers on Saturdays? I wouldn't say I was shredded. Like I was a guy that was like barely making weight. Like guy who's like edging it. Like oh, you're a fat. And man. then like I'm like, I know I'm good. Like it's a better life now, huh? <laughs> it is. It's a way better life. What are we eating today? Got anything good from the chef? What's on the menu? It's Taco Tuesday, man. Hey! You know what I'm I love that. All right, we enjoy the hell out of your off day. We appreciate you making time, and good luck the rest of the way. And also, the podcast is awesome, man. Keep going. The league's better with you hey. in it. Hey, I appreciate that, bro. You know, I got to keep grinding, keep getting better, and hopefully get a little some action just like you one day, man. Hey, it's going to be a lot better than whatever we get, pal. <laughs> You're Michael Parsons. I don't know. I don't know, Pat. You're doing pretty fucking well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. We all are. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Parsons. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, he's a dude. Yeah. It's oh, awesome. yeah. Yeah. Dope. He's, he's a dude. Incredible. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to keep striving for perfection. You know, Kobe, if he's able to keep going, I'm going to keep going. It's like, oh, okay, this guy has that mentality. Mm -hmm. Now he's, he's just getting a chef. He feels faster than he's ever been. It's only He's only getting started, it feels like, d -Bug. Yeah, you've seen it. Uh, for, like you said, from game three, four, people people who've been around football saw it. And for you to have that mindset to just, you know, keep getting hungrier and hungrier, finding different ways. We just talked about trying to find an edge. He's coming into a year where, shoot, first two years, all pro Pro Bowl, like how can I get better? What can I do differently? And he's already doing that at a young age. So, I mean, I, I'm, I can't wait to watch this guy continue to evolve. Uh, hell of a Tuesday here. Tomorrow's big day. We got Jason Kelsey tomorrow. Wow. Who else do we have tomorrow? Do we, uh, JJ. JJ. Yep. Uh, Chris Carter, I believe, Ooh, is coming nice. on the show tomorrow. Ooh. AQ Shipley will be here tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And also a play that, uh, <laughs> that was just shown back here that we will certainly break down where <laughs> – 
There's a submarine quarterback playing in college football. Yep. He takes that thing from the hip and throws deep balls with it. Mm-hmm. It's cornhole football. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about that tomorrow. That's from Long Wait. Island. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to check that out. AJ, anything to say before we get the hell out of here on this glorious Tuesday? Uh, I think I'm good, but that was a, it's a good tease for the show tomorrow. You get plenty oh, of people yeah. coming back. Yeah, that's a good. You're going to want to see that. Yeah. You're going to want to see the sidearm. You're going to want to hear Jason Kelsey. Yep. You're going to want to hear J.J. White. White. A.Q. Shipley, Chris Carter, Darius Butler's here. A.J.'s here. We'll take some phone calls tomorrow. We got this thing back up working. one 433 Yeah, 3663. Yep. Is that the number? Pull. 432. 1-833-432-3663. You're in the ballpark. one 833 we'll take some phone calls tomorrow. We'll do have a lot of good stuff. We can't thank you enough. Remember, on Friday, we're going to be in South Bend at the game day set. Shout out to game day, by the way. I guess it was like 3 million viewers or something. Yeah. Nice. This past weekend in uh, Colorado. That's, That's a lot. big number. That's, That's pretty big. It's pretty big. A lot of people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. It's the second biggest September show they've ever had or something like that. Wow. Love that. Something like that. Wow. You know, because as the college football season goes on, obviously more storylines, more hype, more build, more blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Best September episode since 2010. Third best September episode ever. Final hour, 3 million viewers. 400th headgear. The Rock averaging 2.26 for the whole three hours. Pretty solid program. Thank you to the people in Boulder for showing up with us. Oh, yeah. And shout out to the Fox people, uh, having people around our set s- trying to send them to the Fox set. That was happening. Oh. Gronk's giving high fives over here. Yeah, that was really happening, I guess. It's like, hey, it was an honor to be on the same campus as you guys. You guys didn't move your set, from what I've been told, even though it was an ESPN game. There was a little petty tricks happening. I think Colorado, Colorado State was covered beautifully, and we appreciate people rocking with us mm-hmm. every single Saturday morning. But it took a lot for me not to... Oh. Be like, all right. Mm-hmm. What are you children? Yeah. Is that what we're doing here? Is that is that how this thing's going? You know what I mean? Like that was uh is that what we're doing? ESPN people are gonna be pissed I even brought this up. Yeah. But it was like as it was unfolding, I'm like, you got people standing around six AM standing around going, Hey, over here, over here, over it's like, all right, bro, relax. I mean, there's three hours. I assume everybody is gonna Yeah. Oh yeah. Kind of matriculate to bounce. we assume yeah. That that's how it's going to be. So we appreciate that. But we do know that the game day folks were very proud of Saturday's show. Very pumped about the 400th headgear. I think that piece that was done had me crying yeah, up on the set. I think a lot of people good. did. And then The Rock in prime uh, in there. And that crowd was in. I mean, on Friday, they were amazing. Yeah, Saturday, yeah. they were incredible. I mean, it was awesome out there. Yeah. yeah. Very, very yeah. lucky to be a part of this entire thing. Long, long day for them, too. For them to be out there, I'm assuming, 5 in the morning, probably 6 in the morning, and then all the way. 10 p.m. Eastern you know, time. Yeah. yeah. That Kick game off. Went off probably midnight over there, 12.30. Then overtime was yeah. 2. Yep. Yeah, so 12.30. That's then still rush to fill out there. Friday, South Bend. Let's go. Come on. Oh, yeah. We got some guests lined up, I do believe. Here we go. Okay. Mm-hmm. We got some guests lined up that should make Friday pretty awesome. Uh, we hope people will come hang out with us. You think Ohio State people will be in town by Friday already? Uh, they'll be making their way. I don't know if they'll be there by noon on friday but there'll be some probably okay well maybe there'll be some red in there some ohio state red maybe there'll be some people from the surrounding area coming to see us maybe there'll be some notre dame fans that come see us or students come see us we can't wait hopefully we won't be out there alone if we are we'll do our thing hopefully there isn't five minutes and 26 seconds of muted air that'd be nice on espn us coming live or a graphic just running over the show remember that was the first oh yeah yeah. right 
when we couldn't run video yep. and then the graphic runs over and there's mm -hmm. no talk back and the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. We'll get it fixed for next week. Muted. Five minutes, 26 seconds. All right. We're working through things. This next one, about to be the best one. Yep. Hell yeah. Complete show. Yep. Absolutely. It's going to be a full thing. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Bingo. I, yeah. I sure hope yeah. or else week three, usually that's where it kind of... All right, we've yeah. had time to figure this out. No, so. they will, though. They Good will. people. Yeah. Good people want to figure it out. Some people. Mm -hmm. I think there's some they people do. there. They really do. Honestly, all the people there, like... Not all. Everyone's been great. Seven, no, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, not all. I don't know everybody, but a lot of the people we interact with, honestly, are awesome. Enjoy I agree. It. I concur. For everybody sure. that we interact with and mingle with would like to would like us to do this more often. For mm -hmm. sure. Like they're like, hey, this has been fun. We would want you to do this, and it was not the plan to do this every single week. Like let everybody know that first week we did it Alabama, it's because we have the Back simulcast, yep. yeah. and then it was like Colorado. They're like, hey, the Rock says, yeah. The Rock said yeah. mm -hmm. that if you go out there, like certainly would make the trip out earlier to be hanging out with the boys. And then like Dion says he wants to come on yeah. and hang out with the boys. And like Stephen A's gonna be out there said he wants cool. to come on hang out with the boys. It's like, well, okay, so we gotta go out there. That's yeah. a no brainer. Are we gonna be able to run videos? Are they gonna cut graphics over top of our thing? Are we gonna be able to hear ourselves? Is it gonna be able to be a show? Because I understand it. we're just on the internet, but like would like to respect the people that watch and listen. Absolutely got it all figured out. They did, they worked their asses off, and then it was muted for five minutes, 26 seconds, which leads me to saying that there are some people who are very pissed that they have to work another show, I yeah. do believe. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Those people are not oh, the happiest gotcha. that they have to work gotcha. another show, and they happen to be in some positions where we never see them. They're just hiding in a truck. And I appreciate and respect the fact that they have no appreciation for our show going because it's extra work for them, but also like not our fault. No, you know? no. So like just a little bit of help has been the conversation amongst the parties. And I think it's going good. I think it's going good. Yeah. I think this week should be awesome. Perfect yeah. week. Very excited. Massive part of joining ESPN or a network was so that we could go do shows on the road. Yes. And not have to deal with production. Because production is a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Whether it's dealing with signal, service, microphones, audio, everything is just has to be figured out. You have to hire people for it. So joining ESPN, a big part of it was we can go do shows on the road and they have the team to kind of handle it and take care of it. I think this is the week that it all comes together fully and we appreciate all the hard work and we can't wait to get to South Bend on Friday. Hell yeah. That being said, I am not staying up till 2 a.m. on Friday night. Like I did this past week. Well, I don't, yeah. I don't know if South Bend has the same amenities as, as Denver, but I bro, SmackDown happening Man. right down the road. Yeah. It was hard not to get oh, jacked yeah. up. About you it had to. It was yeah. hard not. That, to just that was a no matter a what. That was a once in a lifetime yeah. weekend. But I think up at Notre Dame, gonna want to see the place. I think the lacrosse boys are giving me a tour. Mm -hmm. Nice. I think mm -hmm. lacrosse boys are taking me on a tour around campus. Yep. Can't wait to see what they do for every single day. Yeah, they said the, right? there's some buzz for Friday. You could head down happy hour at the Embassy Suites too. That you know. That's probably a, a, yeah. about the extent of. There's know. a lot going on. Well, yeah, you had a on the campus, but I can't wait. We're pumped to get there. We appreciate everybody rocking with us every single day. Be a friend, tell a friend. Hey, AJ, good work today, bub. Good work to you guys. Terrence, good work today. Great work. Everything DB with that good D was good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good Tom, great work today. Thank you, Pat. Hey, Tony. Ty, great work today. Thank you. Connor, great work today. Great, Pat. Everybody in the back, great work today. Good I'm delighted, aren't I? Team on me, team on three. One, two, three. Team. team. Be a friend, team. tell a friend something nice. Goodbye.